You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, all of our podcast episodes will be 14 seconds long so we can post them in their entirety to Instagram and Snapchat. This is Melanie. In the future, potential employers will check your like and follow ratings along with your credit score and criminal background. So be sensationally appealing. And this is Jesse. In the future, you will have to submit a background check for babysitters before you're allowed to have zombies chained in your yard. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode number 28. Woohoo! Yeah! We're going to talk about Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Usagi or Usagi. No, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> that, that's not right. No. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo, volume one. And then also, we're going to continue Dead Air and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, The Walking Dead, volume seven, I believe we are on. Mm-hmm. Yes. How many, how many are there again? Well, there's a lot. Uh, no, I mean in the in the book. There's one we more. We have one more. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's one more in where I was the figuring omnibus. it would go. Okay. And then you you'll have to you'll have to start thinking about maybe which series we should tackle next. Okay. These times they are changing. It should be something you haven't read yet, Uh-oh. or maybe you've only read a little bit of. Oh, okay. Because you that way. That way, there's finally one that I haven't read that we're doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's true, because you had read all of Swamp Thing uh-huh. before we okay. did Walking Dead. You're right, you're right. Yeah, it has to be something you haven't read then. Okay, okay. Or maybe something this, you've only read. Because like this show's about learning, learning and growing. Yeah. Right, right. Growing. Right. Okay, but keep in mind. Expanding our horizons. I, I've been working, like, ridiculous hours lately. Oh, you got time. Yeah, I don't need sleep. Yeah, but we're only, we only do these, like, spotlight series Mm-hmm. Uh, segments every other episode so you'll have two months to read one volume of something okay okay or one trade or whatever all right well make sure it's something that's easy to read then something good and snappy well but you get to pick it this time oh i yeah. get to pick it yeah, so, so, oh geez that's, I can a, lot make, of, I can, that's a lot of pressure yeah, yeah it is. i can make some suggestions <laughs> okay. how far Ooh, how far did you get into uh invincible i haven't gotten any farther we could ride the kirkman train longer but we'll discuss that later Okay. Next episode, we'll figure out. Yeah, but you stay read tuned, that. folks. I have, yeah, I have read Invincible, but we didn't say I couldn't read it. That's true. I That's had true. not read, um, as far as we've read in Walking Dead. Uh huh. So far, I haven't read any of this stuff. This has all been new stuff mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say I'd only read the first volume, maybe two volumes of Walking Dead, but we're well past that now. We're into uncharted territory. Yeah. yeah. Melanie's read it all. Yeah. Except for maybe like the one newest issue or something that, you know. Yeah. One or, you might be one or two issues behind what's currently coming out, but that's about it. That's cuz we're on a boat. We're on a boat. <laughs> we're on a boat without maps. Yep. This boat is for real. For real season. <laughs> Speaking of, I have not watched any of Fear the Walking Dead season 2. I didn't I even realize that, that there was a season 2. It just started, I believe. Oh. I yeah, I think they're like 3 episodes in or something. Yeah. We'll have to watch it. 
Only reason I know that is like websites that I follow have been posting like, here's a synopsis for this episode. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know that got renewed. I suppose it, it must be worth watching more than one season of it took well, I wanna maybe see where it goes i want to they're gonna go on a boat i was totally my prediction and i want to see where they what they do with it and that's why oh. I, that's why i've even mentioned it because we're on a boat um <laughs> yes and i have zombie i have water zombie questions in my brain that y- yeah I, but i, I don't answer. trust that show to answer them correctly that's that's possible too um no so he, you fear the walking dead is that what you're saying? You fear, i fear the no, I, I fear the waterlogged dead <laughs> well you did see some waterlogged dead in in the walking dead season two yeah the, yeah. the well zombie that was pretty yep. grotesque yep that's definitely one of their like standout gross out moments well that's it was it was well hydrated uh, oh yeah yeah it was yeah. <laughs> well hydrated <laughs> i get it mm-hmm. yeah. took a moment <laughs> but i wonder you know could they just float around and attack people on the surface? They're not they very want... dexterous, though. That's yeah. the issue. Like, I can't see one. Like... <laughs> that would be great. That would be great cinematography. Like, okay, listen, I want you to do the worst doggy paddle you could possibly do. <laughs> uh, and, and we got to do this quick because your makeup has fallen off, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be a whole nother pain. <laughs> if you guys want to see what happens, what happens when you put zombies in water, you have to watch um it's been released as a couple of things zombie spelled with an just an i at the end or zombie 2 or it might have another title but it's italian zombie italian american produced zombie movie from the 70s and uh or maybe early 80s but i'm pretty sure it was still 70s and zombie versus shark straight up well isn't isn't this like loosely connected to romero somehow it's like an unofficial sequel to dawn of the dead Okay, I thought either you or Dave Bell had told me some of this because I, that's where I get all my horror information. I may have mentioned it on this show at some point in time before because Zombie versus Shark is pretty spectacular. It's hard to forget that. That sounds epic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you put that all in a tornado, oh, oh no! Wow, wow! Zom- you break the internet. Sharknado of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing yet? I'm, I'd be surprised if it's not. <laughs> yeah. Probably will be now. In yeah. Fa- in fact, the, the second sequel is coming out next week. Yeah. On sci-fi. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. So wh- what kind of pizza do we want to talk about for our introductory bit here? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. We got all sorts of pizza, don't we? Yeah. What's been- Okay. You just did um, a convention last week. I did. I did. I did a convention. It was uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska, called Constellation. It was their seventh uh, seventh going at that, and it was a it was a small convention, but I got to uh, make some really interesting uh, connections with people. It was fun. Now, is- uh, I I was on a panel. Oh boy, you were what? You did a panel? <laughs> I, yeah, the day one, they were like, "Hey, we need some people to get on this panel with our guest of honor," and uh, the guest of honor was I think it's Ron Spencer pretty sure it's ron spencer and he's an artist for um he did his claim to fame or or what people probably know him most for is that he did artwork for magic the gathering cards oh okay nice and and looking at some of them i was like hey i have that one i should have actually brought them to the show oh yeah no doubt Mm -hmm. yeah and (laughs) so 
We could have had him and the lady who wrote for the cards. No, she it, no, she wrote the... she wrote for something else. Oh, was it? You're thinking you're thinking of um uh, werewolf or whatever it was. Vampire. Oh, the yeah, the map. Oh, yeah, yeah. On our um, shelf somewhere? Sarah, yeah. We don't have it, I don't think. Yeah, we do. The va- the vampire, the masquerade. Vampire the masquerade. We, we oh. had her on. No, I, we don't who, have it. Whose book do we have then? Never mind. That's just the point. Let's you, go on. You're talking about Sarah Rourke, right? From After Daylight? Uh-huh. That- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we do have her book. See, I knew what I was talking Yeah, we have her book. I thought you meant the books that she had wrote before. No. Like the video, the art video game, the game books, the tabletop oh, game. No. Books. Okay. No. <laughs> I was confused. You confused me. I'm sorry. I'm you, confusing. Bewildered me. I'm female. It happens. And you've bewild me. You should know what's going on in be my wild, brain all, all time. Because that's, that's how I, I work. Okay. We don't have charts. What were we? What, what, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, the the convention. convention. Like oh it, yeah, I was. Uh, you and did they a got, panel. Yeah, I got pulled in on that panel, and you know, like I like to be able to think about things before I talk, and and here I am up on a stage trying to think and not be terrified. And it's not even like a bunch of people. It wasn't like a huge um, full room or anything. But no, it was fun though. I mean, like the way that uh, the way that Ron would talk, he he reminded me of like Sam Elliott in the way that he would really the way that he would speak. He would just speak in little short, kind of concise phrases, and he had that timber to his voice. We're like, well, all right, I see how this is gonna be. Well, that's you pretty know? fantastic. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I don't have a Sam Elliott impersonation, but like just kind of that. I don't know, short to the point, kind of concise method of speaking. And uh, so there, there I am <laughs> up there uh, with a couple of other artists. There was about five, four or five of us up there. And uh, it was like real awkward at first. And he still kind of like got the ball rolling. But he was like, unless you guys ask us questions, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our favorite part of the grocery store. Mine <laughs> is. And he just started that way. And I was like, oh, oh OK, I like chips. so so that was day one that was that was interesting Mm. and then you know we just basically did our our uh dealer room thing and it was a good it was a good time it was uh definitely a well put together convention they've had seven years so they've gotten very good at it Mm -hmm. and so the promoters really take care of people and you can tell the, the people who come to the convention really look forward to it so i had a good time so if you're interested in Constellation, I'd recommend it. No. It's kind of like it's kind of like Ozfest. I would I would compare it to Ozfest a little bit. I feel like Ozfest is like elementary school or something, and then in junior high or high school, then they'll they'll like have bigger classrooms and like you have to move <laughs> from your blocks, but they'll they'll stay you know. Well, <laughs> or I don't know if you guys had blocks, but you know we'd have like block one and block two, and and that's this is where they'd be on this day, but then the next day, whatever. Well, Ozfest when we went was the how many years have they been doing it? Oh, I can't even remember. Was it like their third year or something? Something like that, I think. Was it? Huh. Maybe second. Like, really, only second? I thought it maybe. I I think they'd been around for a while, but I I couldn't tell maybe you for, eighth. For I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's in the show notes for episode six or seven. I think seven. I think it was episode yeah. seven. We did our Ozfest seven, but Ozfest seven. Yeah. Was I, it? Yeah. Was it really? It ah. was. It was seven because. I, and this is Constellation Seven. It seemed like it. It seemed 
very much like, I mean, I think these people talk to each other. Like mm -hmm. I saw some people from OzFest at Constellation and I thought, huh. You're going to have people listening, but like the promoters like, of OzFest be like, yeah, elementary like, school. Well, yeah, <laughs> elementary. Grolic's podcast, check band. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Step up your game. No, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm just, or you'll be standing on the wall at recess. We're all about making beef now. I, I haven't even been, uh, or pork to a, a larger bacon. convention, making bacon, but making bacon pancakes, yeah. uh, making bacon pancakes. <laughs> this is a bacon, put them in a pancake. This is a focused show. If you can't we, tell, we eat pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I had, they, they wanted we we had a, a pancake breakfast to raise money for um, a family at my work, and I had donate or not donated. I have large containers for food with lids on them. They're like buckets, but they're food buckets. Oh yeah, you let them use their, your food buckets. And they had three of these buckets, like five gallon buckets of uh, batter or whatever you want to call it. And they only used one. And they were like, "So do you want to take this home?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'd be eating pancakes for like three years. Why would I want all this?" Oh, well, they wanted ridiculous. to offer. They wanted you to take the pancake batter with it back. Yeah, and so we oh. gave it. And we took it down to the uh, um, open door mission. Oh yeah, that's a much better use of it. Yeah. Oh god, I'm not that big of a fan of pancakes. For, for I'm not like really that. either. Even if they were bacon pancakes, I like the syrup aspect of mm -hmm. pancakes. That, that's <laughs> so, probably the part that I like. I don't like it. It absorbs too much of it, and then it makes me queasy. It's because syrup's super sweet. It's probably not good to eat. And that I used, much I of used it. to chug it when I was little. I used to hide it under the table and chug it. <laughs> that's that's why Canada has free health care. Yeah, syrup. they need free health care. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country would go broke if they had to <laughs> use it. <laughs> so now we've got a beef with Australia and Canada. That's okay. <laughs> the, the, the Canadians will just be like, "Yeah, hey, that's not nice." Okay, and then they'll be done. <laughs> What? You're probably right, <laughs> but okay. I'm going to move along. <laughs> I'm just going to keep pushing this forward, just because. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that did, in a weird way, remind me of. Uh, I want to give a shout out because we have a new show on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah. And, and what reminded me is was the beef with Australia and Fat Boy <laughs> Captain Mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who those guys are great. They took our they took our our guff very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they sent me a sock monkey. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a creepy sock monkey too. Yeah, they found the creepiest sock monkey picture online, which is pretty impressive. And Randy made me look at it. <laughs> it was even creepy for me, and I I like sock monkeys. I think they're cool. Yeah, he's like, hey Melanie, come here, look at this. What? And he's like, ah! I'm gonna be honest. I think I had no opinion on sock monkeys until I discovered how horrified you are of them and then they became cool they became more endearing yeah, then it was like you know what these things are all right i yeah. like them there's one in <laughs> the closet out with them on a saturday I I put them there. how do you feel knowing there's always a sock monkey in the closet as long as the door is shut i feel fine <laughs> okay anyway so if this that door suddenly popped open for no reason right now i'd it's leave. right behind me i'd be gone <laughs> standing right behind you <laughs> it's even open a little bit it wouldn't even have to push past the like undo the handle lock let the latch Cree creepy monkeys <laughs> okay enough of this what i was gonna say is we we had a new show join the podcast network um listener as you know we're part of this podcast network you hear it at the beginning of every episode yep um and there's a bit of a, there might be a bit of a, uh, a fan 
listener overlap in John and subjects here. Uh, Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. And these are Joe. I I listened to the most recent episode and I enjoyed mightily. Yeah, I I listen. I don't I don't follow pro wrestling, so I don't know like anything about it beyond Mm -hmm. the vague recollections I have of like or 80s stuff yeah that's when i was a kid i used to watch wrestling when i was a kid and yeah the, not since i was like 12 10 11 12 so um i referred this to to jesse and 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 brandon over at the technology geek because they're my uh resident pro wrestling experts um but i did take a listen to it myself and it's a good show like they obviously know what they're talking about yeah yeah they had some great um like future predictions basically for uh next year's wrestlemania which uh after hearing them i'm like yeah i'm on board for some of those let's make those happen wwe come on vince mcmahon listen to iowa podcasts mm-hmm. so and they're uh it's pro wrestling iowa they're they're next door neighbors to us here wow yeah. maybe we could you know you know I, now i okay i don't have i don't know what i would contribute to a pro wrestling podcast myself I know Jesse could have some input. In fact, <laughs> Jesse was on the Technology Geek not long ago to do an episode all about pro wrestling. Yep. But it wouldn't be inconceivable to actually like talk to these people in person. I'd, I'd but then plan- again, Jesse lives far closer, and we've only ever done what <laughs> one episode, two. maybe two episodes with Jesse yeah. in person. Yep. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd play him a Randy Sa- Sa- Randy Savage song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to do like uh, one big EMC google hangouts thing where oh, everybody i would just love it on and, yeah. and we just riff and actually with the pro wrestling iowa guys they're most likely in the same time zone so uh mm. we yeah wouldn't, we wouldn't mess that up we wouldn't yeah we wouldn't <laughs> destroy them <laughs> we've been notorious for that yeah if you've ever been a guest on any of my podcasts you know i'm not very good at that whole thing <laughs> yeah. uh the hardest the hardest was trying to to line up with a uh, fat boy and captain llama because they are literally on the other side of the globe. Isn't there like an app for that or something? You know, there probably is, but I actually I tried to find it. Like there should be a website that simplifies that. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm here, they're there. And if there's not, you could make a mint off a podcaster. Somebody needs to get on that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure it's out there. I, mm-hmm. I think we just tried to do the math manually and we were off by an hour as we often are and it's like, "Oh, yeah, an hour does make kind of a difference." Yep. And if you're talking a difference of a uh, 10-11 hours time zone, yeah, you, you, at least we were kind of close, but not close it was like enough. Middle, but... It was like middle of the day for them. We were like, yeah, we have things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so Pro Wrestling Iowa podcast. Uh, you can check them out at electronicmediacollective.com. Also, I believe their pod their their website is prowrestlingiowa.com. Um, that sounds right. And, yes, and they're, I, I can confirm that for you. Yes, and they're awesome guys, and it's been awesome having them as part of a network. Yes, we appreciate it, and I will take your word that they're awesome because once again, you've had no interaction with them or anyone online ever. Yeah, <laughs> but they also do like interviews with the uh, local wrestling promotions too, which is which was a lot of fun. I listened to um, they had what was it just just incredible or mm-hmm. just incredible no, or something j- Justin decent just indecent that's right yeah yep. and that was a really fun interview so there's a lot there there's they they talk they talk the big the big uh wwe stuff and then they talk the 
the more local scene too. So I, I didn't even know we had a local scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there's actually quite a few. Yeah. Wow. I know we have roller derbies, which I thought was amazing when I found out. I'm like yeah. roller derbies. I want to do that, but I don't really want to <laughs> punching do that. on roller skates. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> slam people into the wall all day long. <laughs> I actually have I have a promo that I'm going to drop in for their show, mm-hmm. um, so listeners can like actually hear the guys' voice and stuff, and let the yeah, guys explain it. Um, I will drop that in later in the show. Okay, because I'm not I'm not ready for a a break yet. So yeah. But when we take a break, at some point, I'll drop it in. Okay. Awesome. I'll just randomly spring it on you. <laughs> well, no. I, I feel, you know, like that's how pro wrestling works. It's just like out of nowhere, somebody <laughs> from your stable will come in with the chair. Oh, my God, with the with the chair to the back of the head. Yep. And you'll be like, oh, I got hit in the head. And I'll be like, yeah, we're peeing. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> we're on break now. <laughs> Cut to the Jumbotron. Watch the Jumbotron. Watch the replay. <laughs> Don't never mind the men and women behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. All right, what else? What else? We have all sorts of social medias. Oh yeah, we, man. We, we talked a little bit about uh, Instagram, I think, but uh, mm-hmm. now we're on Snapchat too. Now we're on Snapchat. Snapchat is an entirely different beast, but I'm enjoying it. I actually. Yeah. Find I've been on Snapchat more than Instagram lately. Yeah, almost more than Facebook even. Oh, uh, you've been on it a ton. You keep showing me. Look at Louie did this. Louie <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. does things. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Louie does stuff. If you, oh you, he's not. I'm, I added him, but I, I don't ever see. Does he do anything on his story? No, no. He, Louie's my brother, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're talking about this. Louie's not super active on there. Like I sent him. Uh, a randomly harassing video um, <laughs> and it took him a couple days before he replied but his replies are gold so yeah, are. you just gotta harass him and wait a while and he'll get back to you eventually yeah. right right um, yeah that sounds right <laughs> but uh and he doesn't post stories I like I could see the appeal to having a bunch of people on there that you know mm-hmm. like that's what makes Snapchat um, and right now it's mainly uh jesse and brandon i talked to on there Mm -hmm. which is which makes it worth it it's fun but um yeah it's just it's very different because you can do public things with your story and publish those like so Mm -hmm. other people can see them but it's just it's very strange and it's a much smaller world of like social media interaction than something like twitter or instagram or something Mm -hmm. yeah and yet there's people who are really big on Uh too and so I feel like a dabbler right now. And I, this is like the second time I've tried Snapchat. And this time I'm actually like, oh, I kind of get it now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was like, I don't get this. This is this is not for me. Do you ever find yourself taking pictures of your computer? Because Randy does. <laughs> he, he knows I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Usually yeah. if I take a picture from my computer, it, it gets sent right to Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, actually, the first time that you did that, I was just like, oh, that's clever. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. If Jesse, honestly, I, I think if Jesse wasn't on there when I was on, when I got on there, mm-hmm. I think I'd abandoned, I would have abandoned it right off because he's who I talked to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, well, still, but like, I didn't have Brandon. Like, I didn't know if Brandon was on there and there wasn't really um, anybody else on there I talked to. But I talked to Jesse and then I found Louie and Brandon's on there mm-hmm. and uh, Savannah. Savannah and 
a couple of my sisters are on there um, and they don't post a lot, but I occasionally just will send them random videos of me harassing them like I do everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's cool. It's a clever tool for video harassment, ladies and gentlemen, and you can find us on Snapchat. Just uh, look us up on the Twitters and you can see our snap code and mm -hmm. add us to the thing. I do a lot of stuff with my story. You do you do a fair amount with your story too. I do a little bit. I I don't if I'm at at work, I'll just kind of fire some random videos off and throw them into my story. You've done some really clever things with your story, so I'd like to kind of plot something out sometime, but uh but yeah. They're, they're you give me far too much credit cuz they're not really uh premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours come together in a clever way. Like the one day I found this string mouse outside the door to my room and he became the character that yeah. recurs from time to time i named him frank i have a string <laughs> mouse ladies and gentlemen see this is scintillating you can't get this on other podcasts no. mm -mm. we talk about our snapchat beats <laughs> and, our, <laughs> and our string mice yeah i am slightly tempted to get on just because i want to look and be jealous of jesse's art room because look at all those art supplies <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I closet. I sent. It's yeah, literally a closet. But it's full of art supplies. I showed her Dude, that. It's, it's ridiculously full of art supplies. I was like, Melanie, you're gonna like this. Look at this. That's what I want. I want that in my house. <laughs> it's art supply porn. That's what my Snapchat yeah. is. Uh -huh. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's even a there's even a drying rack up there towards the ceiling, which I can't use because I don't have a real room. What is that? Like, hey, People are like, what's that cage up there? I'm like, that's where I put naughty children. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cage. It's a drying rack. That's where or I... It, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also Instagram. I, I Although I think there's actually a couple days I missed it. I've been posting just daily Batman cover images, but Jesse's actually been doing... Yeah, be careful, guys. There's a, there's this shady character. He's real been... shady like hanging around my my snapchats and on our instagram uh channel this today grolix guy i i think he's mostly harmless but i have zero evidence to support that he may not be harmless at all i know he likes so, camo and has a he really, he really likes camo a loose grasp on uh the english language sometimes <laughs> sometimes yeah and and he he likes to harass uh danny omani yep. from uh our, our good friend ben Kruger's Instagram channel. So, Ben, I'm sorry. Danny O'Man. There's strange people that harass on our Instagram that harasses Ben's strange people on his Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's weird. A, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. I mean, you're really just going to have to visit it to figure out what we're talking about because trying to explain it here is just a rabbit hole we don't have time for <laughs> if the look if the look on melanie's face is any any indication we've lost the audience just as much as we've lost her now <laughs> well, you know, just you know, uh, if, if you want to get harassed <laughs> this is the place to be instagram snapchat look us up well if you yeah. give us access access to like 14 second video clips that's all we can do what else are you gonna get what do you think yeah, you're yeah. gonna get out of us yeah um yeah instagram both me and jesse have our own individual but you can also find Grolix podcast it's Grolix podcast same as the twitter account and then snapchat i'm under there as my name if you follow me on twitter it's the same handle 
and Jesse is a laser keeper. <laughs> I'm laser keeper, which really? is pretty good. I think I, I, I think I had two. I think I had one before, and I have no idea what that was. So I made a new one, and every time I tried to enter a username, it was like this one's already in use. So I was like, laser keeper. No one's gonna use that one. I was like, I was right. It's pretty good. It is good. I it's like a it. good username. Yeah. It sounds like a tool. It, it sounds like those old uh, those old pseudonyms that people would go under when the internet was brand new and no oh, one used their oh, name yeah. and were like i'm i'm geotrix 47 <laughs> yeah, <yep. laughs> I, was like, but I, I was like oh laser keeper well way to bring it back to the 90s there jesse hand me that laser keeper we need to cut through this door <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking yeah we have to reverse the polarity on yes. the laser keeper yes. so get out of this trap <laughs> that yep. was yep um, all right, moving on from social media. <laughs> I guess we could talk about, I know there's more we could talk about, but maybe we should uh, insert one of our normal comic book segments in here. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we, we could probably get the show started. <laughs> <laughs> 40 minutes later. Oh, boy. Um, What's up? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, we have a new, uh, well, I don't know if we're ready for this, but Polis, we actually have a winner. <gasps> we do good that's, it, that's new because like i think i checked this morning and we still had a tie yeah we had a three-way tie as of an hour maybe two hours hour and a half ago somebody's like oh they're gonna do, they're gonna do the podcast tonight we better hurry up and vote. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah. good good somebody's johnny on the spot Genuine all right spot. our poll list pick so before we talk about this month's poll list pick jesse's gonna hit us with the uh the selection for next month which you can always vote on at GrelixPodcast.com. We have it in the sidebar or go to the uh, reading list or poll list page on our website. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can you can vote on what we read next. And it's chock full of stuff now. Mm -hmm. so. And you can also add new stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I there's a lot of good I, stuff right now. At this point, I'd rather have you help me help us break those three and four way ties than add something else. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, because yeah, we've got a what well, we've got a a winner. Then we've got a tie for second. Then we got a third. And then we got a one, two, three, four way tie for the next, and then a three way tie for the next second. <laughs> I was like, so many ties happening here. And and you know, we don't want you to game it, game the poll, but. You can vote on it once a, once a week, so you can vote on it more than once. Yeah. So. When our winner, our, our winner, I I don't remember. This wasn't even on the list last month, so uh, this this skyrocketed. Ooh. Um, it is so. Our winner, bearing the lead here, our winner is JSA: The Golden Age. Oh, man. Brandon is going to be disappointed. He was well. He to... well. He was the winner. I mean, like he was at the top with his Star Wars. Oh man, pick for a long time. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the JSA came. This thing came out of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> I know you were pushing for it. So the golden. But it's years. highly, it's highly likely for next month because it's still in second place. So JSA. So that's just wait. Did you say JSA? Yeah, JSA. So is just that just Society, Society of America? It's oh, a, it's a DC thing. Well, I I figured. Um, the golden years. I looked yeah. up I looked up a little bit of information about what was in our top spots and it's I don't know too much about it. I know it's written by I believe James Robinson who's Ooh. who's done some good stuff. Um in fact he was I believe he was writing the new 52 Earth 2 book 
for a while, and I was really enjoying his run on it until he got pulled off mm-hmm. kind of abruptly for whatever reason. Um, yeah. But he's I think he's better known for other things. So so this is a this is volume one of the JSA title. So JSA, for people who don't know, is the characters that uh, were like the Golden Age characters, but got pulled back into the normal DCU pre new 52 after Crisis on Infinite Earths. If oh, I'm geez. if I'm right, <laughs> if I'm not completely messed up, that sounds about right. That's how I understand it. So well, pre- did they? Did new they? Fifty-two. Were they the pre-New Fifty-Two Earth Two characters then? I think so. Yes. Okay. Which would explain okay. why they put him on. The but they were also um, they they were in the normal Marvel U after Crisis DC. Yeah. Pulled pulled them in. Like they were Earth Two for a long time, and then Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, and then we got all those characters. Okay. Okay. If I'm not, because that's why you have Jay Garrick in the Flash books. Oh, I got gotcha. you. What were you asking yeah. I, I was going to say, do you have any examples of, of, of these characters? Oh, there. Well, he just said yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, one. like Jay Garrick, um, who else? Um, is Jesse is Jesse Quick from her, too? She's in JSA later on, I know. Um, also, uh, like Wildcat, who is actually a really terrible character on Arrow. <laughs> so, this will be interesting. I've I've never read this volume. The only GSA I've really read has been connected to an event or uh was they they did a like Kingdom Come tie-in thing. Oh, okay. In the GSA right before I think it was right before the new 52 happened and uh I was really interested to see what they were going to do with that cuz they pulled in the Kingdom Come Superman and they dealt with that only in GSA. So I was like, okay, I got to read this. This is weird. Well, cool. I'm I'm interested to read this. So that is what we'll be reading next next episode. We'll be talking about that because because people wanted it. People voted yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll do it. Mm-hmm. It it wins votes. Yep. Um. But this episode, we're gonna talk about. Uh, there was a little bit of debate about the exact pronunciation, and I basically decided, uh, we're terrible at pronouncing American names, let alone foreign names. And uh, I guess I apologize beforehand. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, Usagi Yojimbo. Yes. That, that's how I would say it. That's how I have been saying it. <laughs> right, right. This was, of course, recommended on the poll list. Um, they just had Usagi Yojimbo down on, on the list. So we ended up picking volume one. There were a couple options. Uh, there was, uh, what was it called? Grass Cutter, which is considered like fantastic volume um but uh, the general consensus is the series is consistently fantastic so i was like well yeah we decided let's just do volume one then Mm -hmm. um so we read yosagi yojimbo volume one the ronin and hold on i bet i have information about this (gasps) oh boy as i sometimes do yeah book one the ronin uh i believe it was originally published in 1987 and it is by stan is it sakai Sakai. Yep. Who we've talked about a little bit in the past. Jesse has met this person. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, I think he's coming through Omaha again pretty soon. Really? Yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Hopefully it didn't already happen. Well, I don't want to give spoilers on our review, but I'm a big fan now. So <laughs> he's, he's an awesome guy. I've been Very a big nice. fan since a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I was, 
when I when I when this got picked and I you know we were looking into I was looking into well what is this and I was like oh man this seems right up my alley. Um, I had an action figure of him when I was a kid. <laughs> he appeared on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, and I, that's the, sadly that's that's really how I know him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before this, before this, now, but but that that's what got me. Right, he's like we're gonna read this and Ninja Turtles. I'm like Ninja Turtles, what? Huh? <laughs> well, and Rabbit Bodyguard. Well, yeah, that is pretty cool. And yeah. that got you too. Yeah, but I, you know. So this is this is taken from the kind of introduction at the beginning of the book. Um, it perfectly sets up what this book is. The saga of Usagi Ujimbo, Rabbit Bodyguard, takes place in turn uh, takes place in turn of the 17th century Japan. The age of civil wars has barely ended, and the shogun have just established power. The samurai is the ruling class throughout the land, following a warrior's code of honor known as Bushido. It is a time of uh, it is a time of settling on rest and political intrigue. Wandering across this country is a masterless samurai named Miyamoto Usagi, or Usagi. Usagi. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, flows better off and my mouth. Off your mouth. Yep. It flows <laughs> off your mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and this had like ten chapters. Um, yeah, it lists 10. I want to say one of them was a two-parter, but yeah, yeah. lists 10 chapters. And I have not a breakdown of what happens, but I have notes for each chapter a little bit, or at least brief notes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we want to tackle it that way, we can, or we can just start with general impressions, or how do you guys want to approach this one? I can. Um, yeah. I'll give my general impression. Okay. What is your general impression? I enjoyed it. And I was telling you, mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, and I watch, you know, I watch anime. So it has a similar feeling to a lot of that stuff that I've watched there, too. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it all. So, of course, I enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. And as I've already said, I was excited going into it because I like um, I like the genre mm-hmm. that this works in. Um, I like samurai. I like samurai movies. Mm-hmm. And I like that certain time period i used to say for a long time not that this time period is like fictional but in terms of fictional work people people like you know i'll probably lose geek points here but people are like you know oh dungeons and dragons and you know this certain fantasy whatever period i'm like i never really got into that and i was like no that this period of like japan that's the cool like that's my cool like ancient setting Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so well that's kind of i think if you weren't already interested in it it might or hadn't already been exposed to it maybe mm-hmm. it might be weird for people because it is it's like instant this is the culture and this is the way people behave and this is you know mm-hmm. like when i was younger and would watch or read japanese things people are like grandma to people i'm like that's rude I'm calling <laughs> some lady you don't know grandma oh no. but, but then you know you're like oh no okay okay you come to understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something I really like about, about that setting is like watching movies that take place in that setting. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, reading this is snippets of like the culture and just things people would do at that period of time. Mm-hmm. I always fascinated me. So yeah, I like the setting and I always found the, the Ronin and the samurai thing interesting and just the, the social uh structure is mm. very interesting to me 
The Ronin thing has always kind of confused me a little bit because it's like if you're a masterless samurai, aren't you supposed to commit seppuku because that means you failed your master? Yeah, it's it's weird because it's definitely like yeah, I don't know because they don't always obviously, or else you wouldn't. Yeah, have. or you wouldn't have a Ronin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, it's they're definitely like a disgraced samurai. Yeah, I don't know what that what would yeah. I don't know what the defining thing is like. Well, you have to kill yourself now <laughs> because because yeah. you. I guess you'd have to be disgraced in some way. I suppose if you could lose your <laughs> master in an honorable way, then you're a Ronin. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and he still even even when he died, he like went and what did he take his head or something took his head and buried it so that they couldn't like the enemy couldn't get it and parade it around and disgrace right his master yeah yeah okay so yeah he did his duty so in, in a form sorry so uh jesse your general impression your first impression I, I really liked it and, and in particular the art style is i mean his he's a master of of this kind of pen and ink um the patterns it's incredible. Like you look at his, uh, the patterns on like fabrics and stuff. Mm. He just goes to town on that stuff. I mean, like you look at, uh, whenever they do some kind of zoom in on, uh, Usagi's, um, well, I don't know what you call that, a gi or, or a tunic or whatever, mm -hmm. his shirt, uh, he's got all these little dots and he does them every time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like textures and patterns. Hello. And listener, if you don't know, you probably do. You probably know about more about this than we do. But if you don't know, um, Usagi Ojembo is written and all the art. It's it's all Stan Sakai, and he's yeah. done it uh, consistently. It's an ongoing since the eighties. Yeah, yeah, eighty six or eighty seven, whatever you said. Yeah, since the eighties, he's done it, um, and it's still going, from what I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think he just released one not too long ago. I think it's been through Dark Horse. Uh, for a good portion of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, you can find a lot of this. Um, actually, I think you, I want to say you can find his entire the entire run through Dark Horse's digital service, and they even have the stuff before Dark Horse pick it, picked it up, which I think it was. Oh, I'm terrible. Fan, fan, Fantagraphics or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the cover, and I think that's what it was. So you can get this all on digital, and then and then I want to say it's all, if not almost all of it's available physical through. Amazon, if not Dark Horse directly. Right. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, this collects several stories. Um, it hits the ground running, too. Like, this first mm -hmm. story, it just goes boom right into it. And I was surprised to get, like, it really balances well, like, this first segment. It's called The Goblin of Woo. <laughs> <Add a, laughs> not The Goblin of Woo. The, go <laughs> the Goblin of We're just no. going to call it The Goblin of Woo. Go, woo was my John, expression. John Woo. Sorry. It was John Woo's Way of the Gun Goblin. No, it wasn't Woo. Of Adachi Gahara? <laughs> oh, holy crap. Adachi Gahara? Yeah, that's what I had. That's how I would say it. It's a goblin story. <laughs> uh, um, and this, this, it really, like, this first story is fantastic because it is its own little, like, contained, like, here's a little tale. It's kind of novel. Mm -hmm. But it also gives us uh Miyamoto's backstory, a little mm. bit of his backstory about how he became a masterless samurai. Yeah. And it I mean, it's and it's weird in a way too because it's like he's telling something that happened a long time ago or like just a little while ago. You can't really tell. Uh -huh. And and that's good. 
And yeah, because he doesn't look very old, but then again, he's he's just a rabbit. Mm-hmm. But that lady is an old woman. Yeah, he comes across an old woman. There's just oh, man, it's really a good opener because there's even they do the thing where he's telling the story to this lady, and then it goes to like a close up on her eyes, and she's got this like look. I don't want to say devious, but kind of devious, angry look. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, wow, this is actually like, I don't know. It was just really well handled. And it turns out her husband had fought in that same battle on the other side. And it's this whole thing. And it kind of goes an unusual way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without, uh, I don't know how to approach it, it with that. Spoiling it, really. Wasn't the, the, the goblin guy i thought he was supposed to be on their side and then he betrayed them or something and that's why yeah something happened which turned him into yeah yeah and then he started eating people apparently which i guess that's what happens when you don't kill yourself after you disgrace yourself you turn into a goblin a cannibal goblin. it could be a ronin or you could be a goblin or a goblin naturally yeah yeah but that was that was also interesting because like the beginning of it, you're like, okay, well, this is, I mean, okay, so they're, they're like animals. It's, uh, what is, anim, anima, oh, anthropomorphic? Yep, animals. that's it. Yep. Um, I was going to say anamorphic. That's something totally else. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it was handling it like the story's like very grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was goblin talk. So I was actually surprised when a goblin actually showed up. I was like, oh, wait, there's actually going to be like a little kind of supernatural bend to this too mm-hmm. and at times there are a lot of it's pretty grounded in the story you know um but yeah i thought this was a great opener to it oh, yeah yeah me too and the next story in it was i if i'm just gonna keep going if if we yeah. don't have more to put on okay yep. lone rabbit and child and my phone needs to stop lone rabbit and child and here we get an introduction to uh, uh introduction of a uh, is it tome Amy? That's how I pronounce it. Tomei? Yeah. Tomei. And Noriyaki. Noriyaki? Noriyuki? Noriyuki. Noriyuki, yeah. That's how I'd say it, too. I don't know. And Haikiji. Um, but this is where we start to get, like, an actual kind of ongoing plot that threads itself through a couple of the stories throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not every following story revolves around it, but it comes back a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't resolve itself, so I'm assuming it continues on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, there's there's a, there's a thing going on a little bit in there. Yeah. There's a thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's you know it's this, and then you also start to really get the what, the political intrigue mm-hmm. in how that system works and and corruption and uh, mm-hmm. you know this guy trying to take over this guy's you know mm-hmm. I don't know the right terms for it province or yeah yeah with the clans and various things daimo um, daimyo something i don't know i don't know if that's how it's set up and this is a classic kind of a kind of samurai type story mm-hmm. there's always corruption and mm-hmm. and whatnot this is i think this one in particular this for, was the first story where it was like okay uh miyamoto is he's taking some people down like oh cutting yeah, head, cutting heads off, and I mean, like just killing people or rhinos or whatever animals, killing mm-hmm. animal people. Yeah, yeah, just killing them. And and it's interesting because you know he can do it, and he can do it in a way where it's like it's graphic, but it's not gory. Mm-hmm. 
Because like there's no there's not like blood sprays all over the place. Not that he doesn't use blood, but like when he does it, he does it to show that someone's wounded. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he's gonna kill if he's gonna kill a man, uh, just boom, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like yeah, and I like how it's handled. I like the artwork of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised because it it's it's brutal, like it's hardcore. It's like it's like you said, Jesse. It's not. Gra- I'd say it's not gory. Like right. there's, there's occasionally you'll get like, a, like you said, you'll get some blood or he'll take someone's head off, but it's not in a gory nature. It's just like, I think that's oh. one of the things that makes me think of Samurai Jack the most. I know, you know, they're not robots, but you know, he would just run by and like, and then afterward they would just like slide apart and you know, there, uh-huh. yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I really liked is that it, there are moments and it, and that'll come, come up later again too, is where on the comic book page with this, with, you know, the ways, um, sequential art works, still being able to get that, that kind of, um, you still get that kind of feel out of the fight. The feel of the movement. Yeah. 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 And it's very cool. Mm-hmm. There's very cool. And some of the pages, and this is really where we start to get some of the pages. I guess it happened in the first story too, where there'll be some panels, which are pretty much, which are more straightforward, a little bit more mm-hmm. minimal with a character there. And then you'll get certain panels, particularly during battles throughout this whole book, where like there's just so much detail and there's so many characters and there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. And there's almost constantly these weird little small dinosaur looking creatures on on the ground running around, you know, just yeah, little animals and stuff like wrapped around the tree or something. Yeah, that mm-hmm. don't don't necessarily have anything to do with it, but they're there. And mm-hmm. there's like like bugs too, like mm-hmm. uh, like a grasshopper just like chilling out on a little leaf there. Mm-hmm. A lot of detail like that. Yeah. Some panels are just <laughs> full of stuff, and it's like, whoa, look at all this like going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that comes out during the battles. Yeah, I like. I like when it doesn't happen always, but occasionally there'll be uh like smaller, uh you know boxes uh-huh. in the panels or whatever. Smaller panels. Yeah. Well, yeah. With oh. with like zoomed in kind of to give you more detail mm-hmm. on usually on the fights, I think cool panel layouts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we also get, I'm assuming one of the, you know, we get, like I said, introduction to, uh, is it Haikiji? Oh, the, yeah, the, he's kind of the main bad guy or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in this, he's a human, human bad guy. Oh yeah. There is a human bad guy, isn't there? Now I was very surprised by this because I didn't think there'd be any humans. There's actually, I want to say like three humans in this. There's two that he interacts with, and then I noticed one in the background at some point. And apparently, um, Stan Sakai regretted he he after the fact regretted putting making him a human. Mm-hmm. Oh. And apparently, the rest of the series, you he wears a mask, and you like never see his face. And huh? He, and he said he doesn't plan to show his face ever again. So he's gonna be he's he's like the shredder. Or at this the... point, he doesn't have plans <laughs> for that. Or he doesn't have plans to use that character much anymore. I don't know, but yeah. maybe he's like Cobra Commander now, where he used to be a man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was once a man, and his like right hand man, so to speak, was a snake. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and seeing the snake in the like, okay, so you've got you've got rhinos and rabbits and all kinds of you know they're standing up wearing people clothes. Mm-hmm. Seeing the snake still in like total snake form wearing people clothes. Mm-hmm. That amused me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like double and triple wrapped in, in uh, geese or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, 
but yeah, that human that human bit I found interesting. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he regretted doing it. So, um, makes kind of like how Kirkman regretted chopping off Rick's hand. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. I bet it makes writing difficult later on. Uh, not oh, yeah, that's that's one of the things that he cites about liking the show a little bit better is he can fix some of those things that he considers mistakes. I don't know. I think it, I think it makes him a little more you know bad word. Yeah, but from a, like a writer's perspective, like I'm at, I'm assuming he probably come up across a bunch of things. He's like, oh, and then Rick can do this. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You don't know how many times I was like, I was like, oh wow, look at what Rick just did. Except Rick can't do that. God. Okay. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the confession. The next one is the confession, and here I just wrote, the plot thickens. We get more of yeah. this story. We we get um you know basically uh Miyamoto comes across a a confession that ties uh Hi, Haikiji uh, something like that yeah I'm gonna say that name with a question mark every time <laughs> every time it ties him to the assassination of uh no, Norio, Noriyuki's uh whoever predecessor yeah, or... predecessor um would would, it, would that be his father I, I'm not sure how I would assume maybe but I'm not sure how that works. And then I also have that Miyamoto and Tomei have fun, our friends. <laughs> because <it's, laughs> I like this bit. And here we get, you know, you it's basically you get to see more of the corruption in the political system mm-hmm. and just kind of how far it goes. Um, mm-hmm. We don't get to see the Shogun, but it goes like right up to the Shogun's like right-hand man or whoever that guy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Miyamoto and Tomei have they have fun. They're friends. They're riding on a horse. Like, I want to say the last panel is they're like, or towards the end of it, they're riding on their horses like, eh, with... <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think they're uh, a little flirtatious. Maybe. I get the vibe. Nothing wrong with that. Except, except in a weird way, like, I want a sword fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how warrior masters flirt. Yeah, I know. They they beat each other up and almost stab each other. Bounty hunter. I like this. <laughs> I like this one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're introduced to Jen, the the bounty hunter. And the moral of the story is never trust a rhino. Never trust a rhino. Never. Yeah, this was fun. I like. Okay, so Miyamoto as a character, and maybe we'll touch back on this a little bit later. I think he's interesting. At the beginning, and and Jen's definitely um, like you can tell the character types that mm-hmm. Stan Sakai is pulling from from like different movies and stuff like that. Uh, he's Jen, Bruce, Jen. He's Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> um, you know, he's a little seedy. Miyamoto is mm-hmm. pretty straightforward, but also like not always the most friendly. Like, oh yeah, he's kind of a he's a little bit of a jerk at times. Yeah. Um, but he's he's guarded. I guess I don't know. We'll talk about how much of a jerk Miyamoto is later. Trust me. I was very unhappy with him at at a certain point in this book. Ah. (laughs) But, um, but I like that, you know, he's, he's not having none of whatever he senses Jen is selling Uh in the, uh, the, the restaurant or bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he just butts in and sits down and he's just talking at him. This is very like Beverly Hills cop kind of thing. Like you feel like uh, he's like, I'm going to rope you in on this, whether you want it or not. Buddy cop movie time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's you got the you got the straight guy like the in the comedy duo. You got the straight guy and then you got, I don't know, Jen. 
who's kind of goofy and not goofy, but seedy and doesn't take things super seriously. And mm-hmm. listen, uh, you're going to be my bodyguard. You don't have to do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then they even have a laugh together, like a body card for a bounty hunter. And they seem to really enjoy that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, they're kind of friends, but Jen sticks him with a with a bill mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. So it was fun. I liked the fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, Miyamoto d- winds up doing most of the work, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I want to say, and yeah, yet, yet they split the they split the rewards like fifty fifty. But mm-hmm. basically, Jen just comes in at the last minute or something after everything's already done or something. Yeah, I mean, well, Wait. Miyamoto took in the first one because because there's Bounty Hunters two story where Jen comes back, but in the first one. Another 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Miyamoto takes out a lot of the, like, um, thugs, I guess, for mm-hmm. the for the targets. Um, Jen Goes straight for does the... battle for the targets, the people that he's after, the bounties. Yeah. Um, but I th- I want to say Miyamoto has to come in and ends up kind of saving him anyway. Yeah, he does. So. Does the, uh... In the second one, mm-hmm. Jen totally, like, sets Miyamoto oh, yeah. up to have to do everything. Oh, that's right. I'm probably getting the two mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that was fun. I agree. Mm-hmm. Horse thief. I like this one too. Is like a moral circle. Yeah, this was <laughs> a lot of these stories. Like you've got the cu- the couple that are that are obviously part of a larger plot. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the ones with with like the bounty hunter ones where it's just a little story. It's just kind of some fun introducing this character. Mm-hmm. And then you got ones like this, which are. If not necessarily a moral tale, at least like an amusing story that does kind of wrap it wrap around mm-hmm. um, a little bit like the like the first story, the goblin one, where it's just this little contained thing. And at mm-hmm. the end, you're like, oh, makes you think or something. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and this one, he comes across. He's attacked, right? Is he attacked? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. By what he perceives as I don't know. He's attacked by some people. He ends up getting the horse, getting a horse from one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Turns out the horse was stolen from a town he ends up riding into, and it becomes this whole thing. Um, they chase him. They chase him, and then he chases down the people, the original horse thieves, and but he's followed by the people who own the horse, and then those groups start fighting, and he ends up leaving those two groups to fight and gives his horse to a, to a guy that was having trouble pulling a cart full of things. Whose horse had been taken by the magistrate. Oh, you're right. I didn't even... Okay, that part eluded me. Yeah. Yeah, it is a circle. Yeah, well, and the whole thing is he's, like, searching for a reward in the first place, and he's, like, constantly trying to come out on top, and it's just, like, at the end, he's just like, whatever, you can have this horse. It's only brought me trouble. (laughs) And he walks off laughing, though. He's like, ah, well. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes around. Exactly. And Village of Fear. This was a strange one, I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Scary. Yeah. Supernatural again. The character mm-hmm. that was now the character isn't quite the same, but I've seen the the like I'm sure it's just kind of you know part of the culture I guess, but the little thing with the uh, statues of the people, the little mud statues or whatever. Uh-huh. I've uh-huh. seen that. What movie was it? It wasn't Yo Jimbo. It was another movie. But I've seen that in another. I've seen that in other samurai movies, mm-hmm. um, before. So it made me think of that. But yeah, there's another human. But that should tip you off right away. Be suspicious. Yeah. 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 Um. Ocho. It turns out, we're, we're, <laughs> oh yeah, huh? Ocho, we're 
I guess we, we were trying to avoid spoilers at first, and then we're just going full spoilers. Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it. Well, no. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, this human is a beast of some kind. It's just shape-shifting. Yeah. Which is a spoiler, but also, like, totally seen it coming. So it wasn't a big surprise. Yeah. Like, and you kind of have that in that culture, too. Like, Kitsune and that kind of stuff pops up from time to time. So I thought that was interesting. I also liked that it was the guy, the one crazy guy kind of ended up in a way uh, sacrificing himself, but he saved the day. He saved the day. Yeah. And uh, Miyamoto just kind of was there to help out essentially. Mm -hmm. They, they worked. I think if either one of them had gone on their own, they wouldn't, wouldn't have accomplished it. So, mm -hmm. and this is another one like that last one where I, I do like the ones that are more of a contained story of like, Here's a random tale mm -hmm. from his travels. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah. Political intrigue gets a little boring. Well, I like that too, but it's it's nice to have it broken up here. Mm. I think it's, at least in this volume, I don't know how the series goes. It's, it's a nice balance of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of... Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was, oh, gonna... no, I was just going to say the next one, A Quiet Meal. Uh, I really kind of like this one, even though there's it's fairly predictable. It's fairly straightforward. Mm -hmm. Uh. I'll I'll explain this one in a second. I the note I have for this one is just a fun one with Miyamoto being awesome. This is the one where he's like eating in a restaurant and then this big like group of ruffians come in oh. and they're kicking everybody out one by one basically until they get to him and it, it, we're it, gonna party. It seems like the kind of thing that like if it was a show, it'd be like uh we have a quick break between commercials. We're gonna throw this in and then it's gonna go back to commercial and then we'll go back to a show. Well, like, it was too short to even be a story, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's just this scenario. It'd be a scene. Mm -hmm. It's like that, yeah, it's like that scene in all those 80s action uh -huh. movies. Like, uh, like I'll, you'd see it in Jean-Claude Van Damme movies a lot, where you're like, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to go into this place, and we don't want any trouble, but of course there's going to be trouble. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pretend that it doesn't bother <laughs> me until I just totally walk, like, clean house. Mm -hmm. am, I, am I mistaken, or was it... Was he the one who asked them to be quiet and then they ended up kicking out like three other people and not him? He pretty much didn't say anything. Yeah, I don't think he did ask him. I think he oh, just okay. sat there. It, the was, whole it time. must have been one of the little cute bear people then. Yeah. Yeah. And I was nervous for those bear people. They're adorable. Yeah. Uh, I think the only one that really said anything was like the the main wait staff or whatever was like, You're bothering people. Uh huh. And then oh, okay. he throws them out and then he then they just start pointing at people and throwing people out. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you don't want to party. Throw them out. Don't they have like you know cops or or security or something in these places? They, they would just, just throw them out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw them out. He doesn't want to party. Uh, um, yeah, no. There's in a lot of them. Like, and this ties into the next one. In all the Zatoichi movies, there is this scene at least once in every Zatoichi movie mm -hmm. where. You know, somebody's like, oh, who's this guy? Blah, blah, blah. You know, some rough guys. And he ends up just cutting up some flies and scaring everybody. Or sometimes it's a candle. But this is yeah. totally that scene. It's just him being awesome. It's a fun mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah th this fly's been cut in half. So is this one. This one's been filleted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was it was a good one. Mm -hmm. And then this one, I was so excited when I finally come across it. Oh, yeah. This one was this one was awesome. Blind Swords Pig. Yeah, there's your Zatoichi. Zatoichi, I was waiting, because I knew there was a character inspired by it. But, okay, here's here's my note. Zatoichi! But they should be friends. It, it, well, they, <laughs> they were friends. 
this one bummed me out, man. Because it was awesome. Because I was like, that's totally, you know, he's a mm. he's a pig, but that's totally, well, arguably the movie Zatoichi is a pig too. But uh, and they become friends. But then Miyamoto cuts his nose off, mm-hmm. Which... and they set Zato. What's his name? They don't call him Zatoichi. No, it's um. Well, uh, somebody calls him Blind you know, Eno at one point. You know. Yeah, you know. yeah. They set him up to be like a villain, and that. Well, yeah. but not even really in the. In, in, he's gonna get revenge. Yeah, he's gonna get revenge. But basically, what he's saying is he's blind. People mess with him all the time, so he learned to defend himself with the sword, and then they make him a criminal for defending himself. Well, no, I and yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's the character. What bugs me is Miyamoto cut off his nose. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to replace his nose and he vows revenge, which he's in the right. Miyamoto's being a jerk. And I understand he, Miyamoto's like, you know, they're buddies, they're friends. They go fishing and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but <laughs> you, I can see that you were wrong, but you're still an outlaw and I got to take you in. And they fight he's... and he cuts his nose off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. And this is where I'm like, Miyamoto, you're kind of a jerk, man. Yeah. He's a, he's like a stickler for the rules straight laced butthead I don't like it. <laughs> well well did uh i mean like in his defense did uh you know like destroy a town just because they were like they, hey that they guy's attacked- a bad guy Listen, well they attacked him he ripped the town up but the town come at him exactly if you know <laughs> the blind swords pig if you step to the <laughs> blind swords pig i'm pretty sure it happens, it happens. Mi- miyamoto would destroy a town or two uh, along the way, if he walked in and they started attacking him, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm yeah. I mean, okay. So this is a character inspired by Zatoichi, and I'm basing it totally on this is Zatoichi. So everything I know of this character, I'm basing on that. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe he, maybe this this blind swords pig does go a little overboard. No, it's still. I don't see. It he that he way. should have led with. Okay, well, how about you come live in my village and whatever, and 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 we can just forget everything else. Rather than let me fight with you, cut your nose off, and then you can come live in my village after I dis- disfigure you and and well, it's the, ruin the, your yeah, it's the equivalent sense. It, yeah, that the, you the were equivalent to taking his uh, a seeing person's eyes out. Like that's how he's seen. He saw. Yeah, but it's worse because he's already blind. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad news. No, well, I I was very unhappy. <laughs> I thought I, was I thought he was wrong too. no matter what. I don't. I mean, this doesn't make this isn't a negative. It doesn't. Well, it is, but it doesn't make the book bad. It's just. Not That's the why way I, pe- I expected it to go. They were friends, and I was like, "Yeah, this is what I'm talking about." Yeah. <laughs> and then they were not friends, and Zato Pig Man got wronged. Yeah. <laughs> a pig. I don't, what, I don't know what else to say about it. That's a, pretty much it. I, I obviously have strong feelings about this. Yeah. A pig is a perfect character or a perfect animal to represent that character, though. You know what you're saying. <laughs> That was a stretch. That was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can't all be zingers. No, no, no. Okay. Then after that, we get Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the introduction of Mariko, Kenichi, and the Mole Ninjas. The Mole Ninja, basically. The yeah, moles. that was pretty That was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. We find out that uh, Miyamoto is kind of a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get more Miyamoto backstory. Yeah. Like actual personal backstory. Yeah, but it's just like a, it's just depressing kind of to me. Sure, it's that classic, you uh, know, unrequited love. Uh huh. Well, and they play that to the 
he pl- it's played to the fullest where they each have like an mm. item they gave each other as children they still have it and of course at the end they pull each pull it out separately and look at it yeah um <laughs> but i enjoyed this quite a bit it was it was a nice story. it was a good story yeah yeah when I liked, I liked the mole ninjas because they were like a different take, you know, like in the beginning, it's like, okay, all the ninjas are cats. Okay, we get it. Cats uh-huh. are kind of, kind of steely eyed monsters, but, um, <laughs> and it's the first time that he's kind of incorporated. And there was also a note that somebody had like recommend, like suggested he try that. And it was there's yeah. like a thank you note. But, um, and I want to say it's the first time the animal that he's using to depict this character, like, they're actually using the traits of that animal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, other than making cats, ninjas and stuff like that, but, uh, like they do digging things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they use their natural abilities. They were blended by light. And that is another thing that something I meant to mention in er- from an earlier story is I find it always strange when they have this in like anthropomorphic animal stories, but there's a dog earlier. Uh-huh. that the the young boy has mm-hmm. and it's just a dog yeah it's not like a human dog and it's not even proportionately sized to you know the other animals so there's dog dog there's i'm assuming dog people and then just dog dogs <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. lap dog dogs and a lot of the lizards are very dinosaur looking creatures from yeah and i could never figure yeah. out if those were like horses or if they were like chameleons or iguanas or well there's very different sizes of them oh yeah and some of them are like mean like stay close to me (laughs) because there are those little lizards down below yeah yeah and i do uh, i know we mentioned them already but i appreciate like they're always doing something in the bottom of the frame if they're outside those things are always almost always around and they're usually making a sound like a eep or if there's a battle happening one of them catches an arrow or loses its head Mm-hmm. Like they're always doing something. I just got a Snapchat from Brandon, but I don't have to. I'm gonna look at it. He's recommending a book about prepping. I think about wedding, doomsday prepping. Oh, or something like that. Yeah, if I had money, I'd be a doomsday prepper. But it wouldn't even need to be for doomsday. I just want it. I want a bunker. I want a huge, awesome bunker full of supplies. So I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this moment in the middle of our Usagi Ujimbo. A review to Snapchat Brandon while we record the Grolix podcast. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners love that. They're like, great. They're on Snapchat. We get it. Yeah. Well, now you are too because you're with us right you're now. You're with us, listener. Have we lost Jesse? Maybe. See what happens when you Snapchat, baby? This is what happens when I Snapchat. <laughs> for a change, I should be allowed to crash your show for 10 minutes. <laughs> good old snapchat <laughs> oh boy i'll leave that in we're recording again i'll leave that in we'll 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 allow him to uh he crashed Grolix. yeah not 10 minutes though kind of literally for a moment because then jesse's cord came undone or something <laughs> yeah well uh, my dog of course ah uh, okay came in yanked the whole thing out and i'm like oh good all the things yeah all the things all at once. Yep. Okay, where were we? Oh, I got I got the Snapchats from him too. The world. <laughs> all about a prepper who's trying to get home. Actually, it's a pretty good book for an independent author. What the heck? For a change, I should be allowed to crash your show for ten minutes. Oh yeah, you got the same snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. 
Oh, almost 10 minutes, Brandon. Almost. <laughs> same snap. Same snap twice, though. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> going to cut it. <laughs> well, listeners might not be amused except for him. He'll be amused. Yeah. I was amused. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. Oh. Usually you three aren't around when I jump back. Well, it's me, Randy, from in the future. Oh. And I'm just trying to get back to episode 100, which... Which episode is this? This will be episode 28. 28? This is further back than I usually end up. At least I'm back in the normal time stream. I was just in some place outside of time where a dystopian civilization of, well, me, set up these survival games to try to find the best Randy. Ooh, sounds like sounds like a plot point in, in, a, in a Hunger Games movie. It was more like Thunderdome. You know, two Randys enter, but only one Randy leaves. Oh. It's actually kind of dark. To be honest, it didn't really make sense either. Like Time Remnants and The Flash, if you've gotten there yet. What, what are you doing, Jesse? Sorry, I'm scratching down some ideas for future predictions. Wait, 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 wait. You guys can't know this. I've, I've clearly messed time up enough. Forget I said anything. Everything's fine. Everything in the future is fine. I'm just, uh... I'm just going to get going now. I'm just going to be on my way out. So, everything's fine. We'll worry about that later. Yep. What was next? Let's see. Uh, what was it? Coming? Bounty Hunter 2? Bounty Hunter 2, the last story. Jen returns. Jen returns. We kind of... We kind of... <laughs> we already talked about <laughs> okay. it a little bit. <laughs> we already spoiled this one, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's back, and they go on another mission, except this time, like, it's definitely Jen kind of... Uh, puts puts Miyamoto in a situation where Miyamoto where Mi- has to take yeah, care yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Miyamoto doesn't trust him right off the bat, like even more so than the first time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I think he has it all. He plans it out that way so that, you know, at the end. He ends up stiffing Jen just the way that he got stiffed the first time around. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the build. Sure, that's fair play. Yeah. With the uh, tab that costs exactly the same amount that, <laughs> that they uh, racked up. Or that they made off the bounty. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the same amount that he ended up paying the first time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 50, whatever. Mm-hmm. 50 ro- 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 units. Ro- f- 50 uh, currency units. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that dirty, untrustworthy, lying, cheating? <laughs> he just gets a good laugh out of it. So... All said and done, I enjoyed this quite a bit. In fact, I read this like right at the beginning of this of this month, this last month, I should say. I read this right away because I was excited for it, and I had a hard time not picking up more to read. I just wanted to keep reading. Um, I liked it so much, and I will keep reading. Um, but yeah, I held off so I wouldn't get it confused with you know get future stories confused with what we were talking about. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I enjoyed it. And it <clears throat> I enjoyed it, and it was easy to read. I just haven't had time, so I did have to kind of binge a little bit today and yeah. read the read the last half of it. It was a pretty easy binge, though, as far as that goes. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Not, um, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we kind of talked about this. I don't know that we were. No, I don't think we got it on tape. Huh? Yeah, it's, it was like the opposite problem that uh, we had with last month's pull list pick with uh, fun with milk and cheese. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's 
it's one-offs, but they're all the same. So it's really hard to get through. These were all one-offs, but they were all different. And so it made it very easy to read. Mm -hmm. I'd get done with one and I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I could do another one now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And, and it emotionally, it ran the gamut. There were kind of spooky stories. Uh, there was some kind of sad stuff in there. There was some very humorous stuff in there. Some just like fun stuff. Like, yeah, it was good. Some very stuff good. that made me angry. Some stuff definitely made me angry. At some him. good action beats. Yeah. yeah, I like the character at times, and I was very upset with the character at other times. Mm -hmm. I like I like the art style. From what I understand, the Stan Sakai changes the art style at a, at some point in time. I've I've heard references to like the beginning stuff being in the older art style. Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure how how much it changes or what changes exactly but i like the look of this quite a bit mm -hmm. uh the pot like he nails there's certain postures like or certain stances that that the characters take specifically you know the main character that are straight out of like those old movies like um you'll see the you'll see occasionally guys Miyamoto, as well as background characters walking around with their arms in the t inside their tops mm -hmm. or inside their tops and like scratching their face through the neck hole. Yeah. Um, that reminded me very much of Yojimbo, the uh, um, what's his name? The uh, Kurosawa movie, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is fantastic. But that character walks around like that all the time. Um, and then there's a couple times where Miyamoto's like relaxed and looking up at the sky. And yeah, like the posture is good. Mm hmm. And and like we've already said, the fight scenes were fantastic and at times surprisingly violent, but never like gory. Um, yeah, it was really good. Clean, very clean artwork mm -hmm. and cute and very yeah. cute. Yes, that that's that means a lot to me. So I'm glad like this is it's cool that he's been doing this series for so long and mm -hmm. I'm glad that, you know, he's been able to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming he has a nice I hope he has a very nice following, but oh, I, how can you not after yeah. so decades? Long. Yeah. yeah. Um, his sketchbooks. Um, I, I picked up one of them for Jake's birthday. I think I mentioned this last time, but, uh, flipping through it, it's really cool. And they have like, almost like behind the scenes notes for some of the artwork. And he would say like, there's like, um, I don't know what he said, like 700 dots in, in, uh, Usagi's uh, or uh, Miyamoto's top or whatever. I counted them. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> or something like that. At least, at least in like that page. And uh -huh. so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that's attention to detail and patience mm -hmm. and dedication to putting together really awesome art. Yeah. If I if I was drawing somebody the same all the time, I'd totally count it like. As I was doing it, I'd be like, one, two, three, four, and make sure I did this every time, every time because if, if I didn't, <laughs> then, you know, it'd, it'd be off and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Well, and I'm glad we did here. We started here because apparently the, the series, like, even though it's been an ongoing for decades, um, apparently he's really good at keeping it accessible to new readers. So you could jump out, jump on potentially at any point. People said there was only a couple books that they wouldn't recommend jumping on right away. Mm -hmm. For the most part, it's it, it's accessible throughout. Um, and a grass cutter was one that kept coming up. That's the Eisner winner. Oh, okay. Um, the volume that got that won the Eisner award. I think I, I read the intro, like Will Eisner intro. That's his name, right? Oh man. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I better be, I'll get my, <laughs> I'll get my comic book card revoked if I didn't know that. And 
shops would stop selling me books and <laughs> it all happened with a little podcast <laughs> uh what happened to him he can't read comics anymore he didn't know will eisner uh, <laughs> <laughs> um anyway but super well respected series and i can see why but i'm glad we started at the beginning so we get a nice proper intro to uh characters that seem like they return quite a bit right um and great book mm -hmm. seems like time to move on past this review huh <laughs> I, think, I think i think we've done it justice the kind of justice that he wouldn't give to his freaking friend who deserves it <laughs> who could fish better than him any day yeah i want to yeah. know what happens there so now he's got a wooden nose and everything smells like pine yeah <laughs> okay. You killed a you killed a pine. <laughs> Random Back to the Future reference. Just just cause. Yep. Oh, and by the way, does he never clean his sword? Why does it always smell like blood? Like he, he that there's more than one person that's mentioned that. Oh well, I imagine blood. He's got a very good nose for one. Yeah, but there was yeah. somebody else who mentioned it before too. Blood doesn't wipe his sword. Yeah. I would assume he does, but no. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's long. just killed that many people with it. It is in the metal. Stop. Stop what? Stop trying to take video or it's, pictures or whatever of me. It's just a picture. I was gonna snap you. Don't snap me. I'm gonna snap you. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Oh snap! I dislike oh, it. My my face being in the world. I know. So, what are we talking about now, gentle peeps? <laughs> God, I wish I could edit this. <laughs> yeah, this is if listener, if you've been caught on by now, this is a little rougher than a uh, presentation than normal because we are recording the day before you're probably. Yeah, it's it's going up tonight. Tomorrow's the official release of this episode. A little so, a little tighter schedule than usual, but I got to watch the F bombs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, now that you've said it, it's going to happen. You've, no, we've we've I've been, all been I've doing been very really good. Careful. It's true. It's usually me, I know. So, this is us in our natural state. Yeah, yeah, just letting it all hang. Which out. is Nebraska. Yep. Oh, Nebraska. Yep, that too. <laughs> just letting it all hang out in Nebraska. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> um, that won't get us arrested <laughs> as long as we keep the curtains closed. Yep. <laughs> uh, and stand. But what if we're standing on the other side of the curtains? It's raining. I'm not going to go stand out there right now. No. It's nature's shower. <laughs> Actually, it's probably... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Me either. <laughs> um, so we also we also read The Walking Dead. We oh, did. Should, we did. Indeed. Should we just launch over to that? Yeah, we sure. No segue to this. <laughs> no. Well, no. we were sitting there in all that dead air. We had to do something. It Hey, yo. Nice. Oh, there we go. Good. Nice. Professional. Thanks, Ben. Uh, I have notes. Whoa. Let's let's read those notes. Let's wait. Snapchat doesn't have my notes. Where am I going? Here we go. Notes. We read for this discussion The Walking Dead Volume 7, The Calm Before. Written by Robert Kirkman, art by Charlie Adlard. Uh, originally published September 2007. And this collects The Walking Dead issues number 37 through 42. And stuff happened. Yep. Yeah, a lot of stuff, but not 
like huge stuff, like big stuff that was impactful. Yeah, not like um, we we were talking about it a little bit before recording for some reason because uh, we can't help ourselves. Um, but yeah, a lot of big stuff happened in terms of like uh, Lori had a baby and so yeah. on. Dale lost a leg. Lost a leg, you know. And then Glenn and Maggie get married. What is that? What is your phone doing? Why are you trying to hide it? What is going on? <laughs> I, I, I was no. I, the look on your face was great. I was flipping through the things and it has ads. Oh, and, and I shut my sound off, but it doesn't do that for God. media. Comic rack. Listen, I know we're cheap. We're we're cheapies. We're cheapos. What what's the word? I know we're cheapskates. We're frugal, baby. We're frugal. And we haven't paid for your otherwise pretty awesome mobile comic book reading app, but. These video ads that randomly pop up are out of control. Ooh, randomly, like while you're reading. It, when you when you go to flip to a new page, it'll do it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But I'm reading. I don't want a freaking video. If I was doing something video like, then whatever. From what I've noticed, but, it'll okay. So it'll sh- pop up regular ads like Clash of Clans. Click here to install, or sometimes seedier looking ads, which I hate. But they're generally pictures, which is fun. <laughs> I mean, it's sure. annoying, but, you you know, we haven't paid for the app, so we expect that. But if you're on Wi-Fi, and I'm glad they at least wait for you to be connected to Wi-Fi, it'll throw up videos. And, like, that oh. situation where it's all of a sudden a loud video popping up, mm-hmm. <laughs> Melanie's face was great. <laughs> it was both shocked, and then it's like you were trying to hide the phone. Like, Well, uh, so the sound was not by the microphone. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, little side tangent. But, yeah, video video pop-up ads, uh, it's, mm-hmm. a little, it's a bit much. Yeah. Yep. Especially that, when they can't won't let you go past them for you know thirty seconds or whatever. That doesn't make me want to buy your app. That makes me want to be like, oh, that's different app. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. find an app that won't do this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was a side tangent. But okay, so we were saying, but not necess- We didn't necessarily get like a war, big war between groups type big. Yeah. And it yeah. and we talked about this a little bit, but it's like these were things that were huge on the show. You know, like like when someone loses a leg and and you know, it's like that was a huge moment in the show. And when Maggie and Glenn got married, it it wasn't really huge, but it was like part of the finale or something, mm-hmm. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so these were all like big deals when they incorporated it into the show and like when Lori had the baby that was a huge deal but like they're almost kind of they kind of overshadow each other and yeah. like Lori's yeah when Lori has the baby it's like it's just part of like five things that are happening at the same time No that's actually a good uh, yeah that's that's ex- I think you nailed it there because it's not just that like Lori finally had her baby and they had a, there was a lot of build up to it and even like build up to the moment where they're like, okay, you know, they have this person that's not really a doctor, but kind of a doctor mm-hmm. and like, got to make sure the generators are running. They can't stop and blah, blah, blah. Like they have build up to that moment, but then that moment is almost overshadowed. The, like the actual birth is overshadowed by Dale getting bit and having his amp- leg amputated which mm-hmm. happens at the same time as a result of trying to keep the generators going. And like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I had forgot about the uh, Glenn and Maggie's uh, wedding, but like, yeah, it's all these things kind of like happen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they are big deals, but they just like, well, the book's like 
here's what's happening. Keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Got no time yeah. to slow down. Yeah. And yet, it, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the, it does slow down at times because then after Dale loses his leg, you've got many, many days of Dale sitting there like eyeballing <laughs> what's her name and like Frumpy Dale. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not happy days. It's, it's uh Frumpy Dales. The pacing is interesting. It's like these big things happen, but Kirkman's less interested in like playing up the big event itself mm-hmm. than the the personal drama that results from it. Right. Which is an interesting approach, I guess. But it's part of like I guess that personal drama and the character development that results of it is part of what makes the series so good. This book has there this this volume seems to have a lot of stuff tied into that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think if you didn't care about anybody or what's going on with their stuff, this wouldn't really work as it is. Because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you can only have so much running from zombies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what makes it good, or else it's just... I mean, I realize it started when zombies weren't super huge, the, mm-hmm. this, the series. Like, they were, it was in that kind of lull, just as it was starting to ramp up again. But if it weren't for all that, the character stuff, mm-hmm. it would just be another zombie book, because there's a ton of them. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's The Walking Dead. Yes, it is indeed. Um, so what do you think of the differences between this and the show? One thing I want to talk about, Daryl or is it Dale. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dale's leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ties into that. The differences between this and the show, and also like expectations that the book plays with, mm-hmm. because they've tried the leg amputation thing before, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I like that they tried it again and you're like, well, this guy's done for. You mm-hmm. assume he's done for when he gets bit because they've tried the amputation thing and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And then they try it again. And you're like, well, he's probably boned, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it's Dale and not Herschel. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I want to say in the show, Dale was he was gone by then. Yeah, he did. He oh, yeah. um, Herschel's fine at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh. What other differences? Uh, Lori in the baby with the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She lives through it. Yeah. Uh huh. There was like n- no problem really. She just had a baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's been a while since I read it. I read it again. I cr- crammed this with Usagi at the beginning of the month, but mm-hmm. I want to say Rick's reaction when he finally like saw the baby was real interesting because like just crazy. Like it does well to portray what. He, a person must in that situation would like the crazy slamming be, uh, between extreme emotions where dealing mm-hmm. with Dale and this guy's going to die and we just cut his leg off and holy crap, here's my baby that was just born. And, mm-hmm. and wow, I have a baby and wow, we're in the zombie apocalypse still. Like, yeah, there's a couple panels that just do well to like portray his mix of emotions going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just, just curious about how you felt about it. I think the TV show with the, especially with the, because I got into, um, I guess it was less of a discussion than me just like putting a wall of text at somebody on on Instagram. But uh, I I kind of got into a discussion about the show. Like if you come to the book after watching the show, Mm -hmm. the show sets you up with like the expectation that the amputation thing is going to work. And when it doesn't on that first character, I can't even remember who it was now. It kills him. Uh, It was Alan, right? Alan, yeah. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't on Alan, you're like, oh, crap. And then they try it again. Like, it's just, it's, it messes with you. It's mm. like, yeah. 
like at that point it's an intentional like messing with your expectations like we've established that it doesn't work but guess what it does and like just all this crazy stuff and then having the show mixed in there mm-hmm. really does like it makes it more so so you don't know that what to expect mm-hmm. right because having s- seen the show with herschel you you figure that oh yeah so they're just doing that but it's a different character and then he dies and you're like mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. i don't know what's gonna happen now and then they do it again and it's still not herschel yeah yeah i like that they he was like- sus- is it who is it is it andrea that's his like uh-huh squeeze yep i like that and uh, i think it handled well that he would be even more up like concerned about the age difference and feeling useless yeah but i like that he was so suspicious of her and um oh crap i'm terrible with all their names tyrese tyrese and then it turns out they were like making him a fake, uh, like a peg leg. Uh-huh. And it's one of those like, oh, they were doing something nice for you thing. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you, everything's so crappy, you expect the worst. Yeah. And you know what you don't expect if you're coming from the show, but I already knew? Hmm. Freaking Carol. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. Uh, yeah, we're kind of waiting on that one because Carol's probably the biggest thing that happens in this volume uh-huh. really yeah that, that's why i brought it up before we started talking about that because i wanted to get your feel on that you know how those differences because they're they're like good differences kind of it's particularly interesting after just finishing this last season of walking dead mm-hmm. where carol's been having like kind of an, like a moral crisis yeah yeah and reading this and watching those last couple episodes i was mm-hmm. like what if they waited till just now to finally do that to her Mm-hmm. like oh, she yeah. seemed like she was on the edge i was like what if they had her do that it's been messing with me man yeah uh yeah wild wild mm-hmm. it's definitely it's not shocking that she would like she had already tried to kill herself yeah so again full spoilers she walks up she basically walks up has a conversation with a zombie they have chained up which you knew that was going to be trouble rick knew it was going to be trouble uh-huh. for whatever reason they have a zombie chained up in there so what's that doctor yeah that doctor wants to do experiments or whatever yeah it wants to study it and this and that find a cure because that's worked before so carol's obviously she had a conversation with Lori, which should have been a heads up like oh something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then she goes and she sleeps with uh herschel's son yeah then soon to be 19 year old Uh uh-huh and then she walks out up like face to face to the zombie has a little conversation and then lets the zombie eat her face yep and that's yeah. how she kills herself she doesn't like like she's trying to give him a hug or something oh yeah she's lost it oh yeah it's pretty shocking like when she's walking up to it you're like oh crap like you kind of know it's coming mm-hmm. and you knew yeah. she was up to something a little bit but then to actually do it it's like what a way to do it like i don't think i'd seen like you've probably seen him hundred different characters getting eaten by zombies, but like just to willingly do it and stand there and do it like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And that's out in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And then the, and then, so, the, well, yeah. And it's messing with everyone. Like it's messing with Tyrese. It's mm-hmm. messing. Obviously it's going to mess with Sophia. She's like in shock. Yeah. that that's, Yeah. In yeah. front of the kids and mm-hmm. Herschel's son is even like, why would she do that to me? And blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's all messed up. Yeah. And it's crazy. Oh crap! We grab me a napkin. It's all good. It's right there. Wait, oh, that's that's a paper towel, baby, not a napkin. I'm just making a mess of my t- corner of the table here. Um, but it's crazy. I like that they've made they had made Car- 
Carol such a strong character in the show uh-huh. based on the fact that like this character is the most ill like equipped to handle uh-huh. any of the situation and it like takes yeah. a toll on her. Yeah. What's her name? Her daughter's Sophia. Mm-hmm. Sophia, yeah. Who's been dead in the series quite a bit mm-hmm. or for quite a while is obviously just wrecked by it. I'm very curious as to what's going to become of her character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that was one I had I had spoiled for you. I told you Sophia wasn't uh, or hadn't died then in the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Which they handled that really well in the show. I mean, like that's one of the better things they've done in the show. But yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me every time, especially when we get to a volume like this, which there's several like you like we said big events, mm-hmm. but they're all handled differently in the show. Like yeah. there, there's kind there well with the exception of the Carol thing, there's kind of the equivalent in the show, but it's handled very differently. Mm-hmm. It makes me appreciate the changes between mm-hmm. the two. Yeah. yeah. And like oh, in the show, Lori's birth. Well, Lori having the baby was a bigger deal in the first place, but she freaking died and her son had to kill her. So, yeah, that's yeah super, uh, you know. Very different. <laughs> well, yeah, but I meant like climatic. Climactic? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Much bigger deal. Yeah. And it's kind of surprising when they go. Um, it's kind of like the mist, the movie, the mist, and I haven't read the Stephen King short story. Oh yeah. Apparently the movie, they slap on an insane, I've seen the movie. There's like the horribly downer ending Mm -hmm. isn't in the book. So it always surprises me when they take from a source material and then just make it way darker Uh than the book or the comic book for Mm -hmm. a television or, or, or movie medium, because it's typically the other way around. They have to lighten things a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's always surprises me when they go a darker route, like in that situation where yeah. she dies and Carl has to kill her or shoot shoot her and yeah. Yep. So yeah. So I'm that, curious. Yeah, I'm curious how this is all gonna play out now because it's like mm-hmm. whoa, this is yeah, I mean, this is a total game changer. Same thing with the Carol thing. And I know I've read I've read articles about how Carol and Daryl basically changed the show. I mean, the show's mm-hmm. very different because these two characters are either didn't exist or are totally different mm-hmm. well in the book carol is she's she's so obviously she's crazy and it's not even just like she can't handle it she can't handle it and she's gonna traumatize everyone around her whether she means to or not mm-hmm. um like a couple few times uh-huh and it's crazy that she's like that in the book but the carol you have in the tv show is like one of the strongest characters Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she can't. You can't kill her. She can't yeah. die, even if she yeah. doesn't want to fight. She's gonna kill everyone and just be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, at this point in the show, Andrea is not even in the prison. She's off doing other things. So they get separated at the farm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, like Carol almost picks up the slack as the resident, you know, tough cookie. Yeah. Oh, they also touch on in this volume. They also touch on. Um, the Rick, or at least maybe I don't. I think maybe Lori brings it up, but Rick acknowledges that the baby could be. Um, oh yeah, that's how they start it all. Uh-huh. The, the the whole volume starts with her having a like a memory dream, mm-hmm. and then she wants to she wants to come clean, and he's all like, "No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I get it." What was his name? The buddy Shane. Shane, Punisher. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher. Um, Punisher's going to series, by the way. Netflix yeah, make a yeah, that's awesome. Um, so thoughts on this volume overall? I liked it. I like them all. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. <clears throat> I were, you know like oh go ahead. I was gonna say there's some there's some kind of extreme stuff, and I like the end. You know that something's coming. Oh yeah, so uh, oh yeah yeah the governor yeah shows up at the very in end. a tank in, in a, a tank. tank yeah yeah which didn't su- totally surprise me because that they actually kind of did in the show i mean mm-hmm. it all the whole woodbury thing plays out very differently in the tv show mm-hmm. but they still show up in a tank yeah which is almost more surprising in the book because earlier in the book they go to that national guard armory and they see the tank and they're like well what if somebody knows how to drive a tank and they're like mm-hmm. oh and so they blow the whole thing up. Yeah. But then he, he still shows up in, in a, a tank. tank yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot about them blowing that. Yeah. They blew up the, like, I understand why they were doing it, but huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just don't just leave it alone. Like get in there, get out. And hopefully they don't even know you were there. Yeah. It seems to be, at least that seems like a better option. Well, did they even know that the governor was alive? No, I don't think they assumed the governor was still alive. Right. Or at least. I'm sure Michonne At least didn't not assume a function walking talking functioning human. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess that guy's gotta be. Yeah. He's got an eye patch and he, he's missing an arm and all the other things we know that are gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, they do like to amputate people in the in the book, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just chop off body parts. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like this volume. I went through it. I'm going through them quick. They're mm-hmm. they're like. Yeah, yeah, Walking Dead has, does tend to be a little talkier than some other comics, but I'm going through them pretty quick. It's it's good. Kirkman is just consistently good with all of his series. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was, you know, like a, my initial reaction was like, oh, not as good as the last. But it is pretty good. I mean, like you look at all the things that happen after skimming through it. I'm like, holy cow. Like all the things do happen in this volume. Uh-huh. It just It's just not like a giant war you know like you're kind of used to these huge action beats and it's nothing huge just a lot of little ones it's a little bit more low-key it's traumatic things but it's not like explosive traumatic things yeah 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 no and i was surprised uh, this is jumping back a little bit i figured that kid that dale went out to the cars to siphon siphon gas with Mm -hmm. i figured that kid was gonna get it but I didn't expect Dale to get it for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you knew when he's running around, I was like, oh, this kid's in trouble. This is going to lead to bad things. Yeah. Darn kids. And nobody should leave the prison because they should know if as they're coming back, either it's going to be overrun by zombies or somebody's going to be bleeding out outside the ca- outside the fence. Like, <laughs> don't leave because when you come back, it's going to be a mess every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's two rules <laughs> in The Walking Dead. One is never leave. And two is, uh, don't be happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely don't be happy. <laughs> yeah. It's and, all over then. And if you're just playing happy, you're going to walk your face into a zombie. <laughs> yep. Don't what, have we talk, that's have we, but Have we talked about the show and how the finale nuh-uh, ended? Uh-uh. I don't believe so. So I feel like they're really playing with us at, and our rules oh. now. You know, like, because there's this whole, like, don't be happy thing. You know, and we know, like, as soon as someone like comes to some kind of cathartic bliss, uh, that means they're doomed. And so, like, right now, you've kind of got that with uh, Abraham's character, and you've kind of got that with Eugene's character. Uh-huh. You're like, you're like, okay, so now it's like, oh, it could be anyone because there's too many people that are happy now. So, in the season finale of Walking Dead, they played up 
the whole uh, Eugene like sacrificing himself. They played that up so like it was so obvious that I was like, I was almost like they're not going to kill him. If they right. do at this point, if they do, it'd be hack. Like it'd be hack TV. Mm-hmm. Right. They're le- they're buttering you up for something else. Like <laughs> he could be the only one that survives the way they're setting up how 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 certain it is he's going to die. <laughs> you know. When the- and they've really played with like swapping people who should die. Like in this season, they they have Denise die the way that Abraham was supposed to die, and so like they they don't tell us who's going to die at Negan's hands, and uh, so we're supposed to you know like if it were the books, we know it would be a certain character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Do you all know. I think I know. I've I've had it spoiled. Yeah, I I, I obviously read it. So yeah, I know who it's supposed to be and i'm like oh it's totally not them now because they've bait and switched us on this stuff so many times that uh it's it could be anybody now i think who was the the the, i can't remember who i said i thought it was either one either one person that i don't remember at this moment in time or i think it was daryl maybe i want to say that it was going to be daryl or the person that it was in the book because we're going to think that it's not going to be the person in the book Right, right. Yeah, they don't know. We know. They think we know. We know exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like we're, they know we're expecting it not to be uh, this person. Yeah, that they're gonna make it that person. Mm-hmm. And Daryl. Okay, so there's the whole thing where people be upset if they kill Daryl off ever, and that's why they're gonna do it. Well, and the thing is, it's it's unreasonable to expect he's gonna be on the show forever. Right. I mean, sure actors will be on a show for a long time mm-hmm. but that guy does other things mm-hmm. well and since the show it's really skyrocketed his career oh, yeah. uh i could see him saying you know like this has been a great run and i love this show and what it's done for me but i've had a lot of offers mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and one of the big things is i mean they change stuff all the time but this is a moment where you lose a character that you love it is it's one of the characters that you really love it's down so to they like, have to make it one of the characters you really love or it loses all of its impact exactly True. it's got to be True. somebody yeah i don't know i'm i don't know i'm almost thinking maybe maggie you think that'd be pretty big impact it would be because she's been a, she, i mean she wasn't the original group but she was like second season group yeah and she's already weak and sick and mm-hmm potentially pregnant and so she is pregnant well she is pregnant but she's also super sick so yeah who knows how that's yeah. gonna go yeah so it'd be pretty brutal to off her character yeah it would be and then that would then we'd end up with a floppy glenn what oh. did we call him last ep- last episode because <laughs> i don't even know oh he was soft glenn was so- soft floppy same yeah. difference <laughs> no he, yeah. i'm suddenly uncomfortable with this <laughs> he, he's like an old style disc he's a floppy disc he's a floppy disc limp no, no, it would it would totally destroy him though. Oh yeah, in in either form, comic book or. Mm-hmm. Basically, we know it's not going to be Carl, and we know <coughs> it's not going to be Rick. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Anybody else? I don't think it would be Michonne either. I wouldn't think so, but they've already done some messed up stuff to her. Well, they've done messed up stuff, to, messed up up stuff to all of them. So. But if they were going to get rid of Michonne, after her and Rick just struck up this relationship, would be. A time to do it for for emotional character impact yeah but yeah i liked the season i liked i mean i've i've liked since the second season the end of the first season was iffy the second season was iffy from the middle to just before the end 
Mm. Yeah. But, but since then, I've I've liked the show every I, season. Yeah. Um, there's always, you know, there's always people who are like, oh, this show's just gotten terrible. And it's like, well, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Like it's this this season was a little strange, and I, I I heard there was all sorts of different changes in the middle of the season or something. Yeah, from what I understand, the show they changed showrunners in the middle of the season. This show cannot hold on to a showrunner. And and in light of that, like they did a really good job of keeping it fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell a difference in tone thinking back to the like the first half of the or the earlier episodes this season to till the last few episodes like tonally it's a little bit different but yeah it's still pretty consistent yeah i don't like what they're doing with carol just because i i don't like that carol's so conflicted about it because she is it it just seems it seems really sudden and i suppose it could be but it's just like all of a sudden she is i don't think it's like yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable, but I don't I don't dig it. And she's had a lot of she was away from the group for a while after she burned those people. Like if if that point, like if she hadn't had a change of heart at that point in time. No, if she hadn't had a change of heart when she had to shoot what had basically become gonna say. children. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't going to happen then, it's not going to. Yeah. They did uh, they did. She she is a hard character, though. Mm-hmm. Like they made her crazy hardcore, and they even had to throw in when when um I can't remember the characters' names, but the one lady's son, the little boy, was getting eaten. That they threw in like oh as yeah, he was re- re- remembering her like threatening him about you know they get a hold of you and they eat you while mm-hmm. you're alive and blah blah blah, and it's like holy crap. And now that wouldn't necessarily affect Carol, but for the viewer. Oh yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, Carol's a little bit of a monster. <laughs> a bit, yeah. yeah. But she's an awesome monster cuz oh, yeah. you don't mess with her. <laughs> yeah, and she's the reason they've stayed alive this long. And that scene where okay, even after she had a change of heart, she actually might be a little bit more awesome as conflicted Carol because it's so interesting that we're talking about Carol so much this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but because that when those four was it four or five dudes in the pickup truck had her stopped Mm -hmm. and we're like trying to like you know i don't know take take control of her or whatever and she starts crying and they're like Mm -hmm. oh and she she was crying because she didn't want to kill them yeah and then she just murders almost all of them yeah that was she because she had like this automatic in her sleeve that was awesome mm -hmm. i want to watch that scene now (laughs) it was so good (laughs) but but i also want to be like be like just stop snap out of it yeah you're living just be awesome it's it's because the one guy the bow staff guy ruined her morgan yeah morgan Morgan poisoned her i I really liked his episodes too before Mm -hmm. he like rejoined the group you know like the eastman episode was awesome and i really enjoyed him and then uh then he comes into the group he's like no we can't kill we don't have to it's like no dude you kind of do yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I didn't even mind the flashback where he basically learned that lesson and kind of got his mind together, although not really. Yeah. Although from knowing like people that have kind of lost it, like in real life in the past, he portrays that pretty well. He makes me a yeah. little uneasy because you can tell. Yeah. But um. Anyway, I understand. He it makes for like an interesting. It's it's a little extra conflict in the group. Yeah. But. Like- it doesn't like you can't have that guy. But now right. he broke his own rule to save Carol. Mm-hmm. So maybe 
who you know yeah and then you got the priest who is like supposedly mending his ways after he was speaking of creepy yeah exactly yeah he makes me uneasy as well but he's yeah. always made me uneasy because yeah, he I plays would... the character so and i yeah i love that actor mm-hmm. like he's just I... an interesting character actor i don't know why they're always having him watch the kids because that's the last thing i would want him to be doing <laughs> well he does he makes you uneasy and it's like even so he hasn't he every scene he's in where he interacts with rick or any of the main characters it's like a proving himself scene over yeah. and over to the point where it's like, well, maybe it's not warranted now, but also like you've been so spineless for so long. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to buy that you're going to get approving yourself. And well, that was kind of the theme. This se- that second half was mm-hmm. like all these, all these characters trying to prove themselves. Yeah. 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 The town, the, uh, a lot yeah. of the townsfolk and stuff. And Eugene and Eugene, yeah. they kind of drilled that into the ground a little bit. Well, and Denise, her untimely end was all about proving herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it made me sad. Yeah. Yeah, because her character was literally that that very moment was starting to get more interesting where she's like, it's, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. Never be happy. Never come to uh, like a life changing uh-huh. moral shift. <laughs> and like stutteringly try to keep talking about what you're talking about. That was so weird. Oh, I yeah. It. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It's shocking for sure. Mm-hmm. That is the show's biggest tell, and in a way, the comic book. Just don't be happy. Yeah, yeah. But is that it? Is that our dead air? <laughs> There's our dead. Yeah, and so. ending our dead air with dead air. Uh, I suppose we well, gotta- got one more one more volume of it in two months. Mm-hmm. One more volume of dead air, and then we're not sure what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I'll have to read. It was Swamp Thing, and then it was Walking Dead. But if I haven't read it, how do I know if it's good, baby? You won't. But there's so many things that I know are good. You won't. Oh. As much as I'd love to do Invincible, I don't think we'll be able to do Invincible. No? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep suggesting it at you, though. But the beginning, I mean, I'm, I've am i read the beginning, and it's, a, it's, it's fine. But I'm not even really that far. Well, see, that's the thing. How far? We'd have to figure out. If you're more than six volumes in, we probably shouldn't. Me? Yeah, of Invincible. And you might be. Hold on. Um... You'll have to open the comic and look at the first front cover because it's not going to say in the description. Yeah, I'm on. I'm in the middle of ten. Oh no, we can't do. Dang it! No, we can't do Invincible. Right. It'd but, be twenty months before we even got to where you had finally read something. We'd finally got to something you hadn't read yet. And we're. I didn't think we were going to go that far. We're not. Right. And but it's got to it be more interesting later. Well, they a lot of series do, but it's got to be something you. And I'm just reiterating this for the listener because I think we talked about this off mic. I could be wrong. It's got to be something you haven't read yet because we did Swamp Thing and you had read it. And we've done Walking Dead and you've read all of it. Yeah. So it's got to be something like Swamp Thing was new to Jesse. Walking Dead's new to me and Jesse. It's got to be yeah. something that's new to you. But or at why least I... partly. Yeah, maybe we, we should pick it. Then. Some new ground. Yeah. I guess it doesn't make sense to make you pick it if it's something you haven't read. Yeah. Well, I guess I could look at my. Don't I have a list of shame somewhere still, don't I? Probably. Well, I'll, maybe maybe I'll look at that and see what you think. I'll get your I'll get your guys' opinion, and if that doesn't seem okay, then you guys can be it. We get veto. <laughs> we get veto power. Executive decision. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah. that's coming. That's coming, listeners. Yep. Yeah. All that to say, after next we don't know. next dead air, <laughs> we're going to talk about some other ongoing series. Yep. Yeah. Keep this boat. We're on. 
a float. We're on a boat. <laughs> on a boat. On a boat. And it's all <laughs> circling around. I'm on a boat. Were you trying to be sexy? No, I oh. was just okay. I was just moving myself. <laughs> what are you? I don't have to try, baby. <laughs> I simply am. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I I realize I'm sitting kind of weird, but I'm. You know, these chairs aren't the best on your back, so I'm kind of propping my back up. What was the, like, Ooh. the way you were saying it, and you, uh, you kind of arched your back and were sliding your hand along on your leg? <laughs> now that you described it. The lurid portion yeah. of the show. Yeah. Just being. Just being. I would I would like to know, and I, I think we talked about it maybe last time, too, but I would like to know Jesse's opinion about the Legends of Tomorrow. Have you been watching oh, Legends of Tomorrow? Oh, the show, yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow, yeah. Oh, and we, yeah, I guess we've, have you guys been caught up with uh, the Flash and Arrow too? Flash, mm. yes, Arrow, no. Arrow, no, right. It's still okay. hard. It's so hard to force ourselves into it. I actually, the other night, we're far enough back that I'm not sure if Hulu is <laughs> where we the left The point off. of no return, you, you can't get caught up. <laughs> yeah, but the other night I started one and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start watching by myself. Not because, like, just because, like, it's, it's hard to make us both watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe at least I can catch up. And yeah, and it's one of the, one of our, one of our longer ones, and it's yeah. Anymore with our schedule, like we, it's easy to fit in like a half hour show, mm-hmm. but an hour show starts to push it into late late night bedtimes. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, like it took a weird turn. Uh, Rory Heatwave was was like supposedly dead but we all knew he wasn't because he was in the sizzle reel for the second half of the season or whatever oh yeah huh? and and they just seem to be taking a lot of strange little like one or two episode breaks but i i guess at least they're being consistent they do that with all of them you know like mm-hmm. the flash will take a weird two episode break and then uh arrows taking a two week break or whatever mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's weird like uh we find out that Rory's not dead. We find out that, uh, like, they leave, they accidentally leave um, uh, Roy, Ray, Ray mm-hmm. Palmer, and uh, uh, Kendra. Here, Ken, yeah, Kendra. I, I get her mixed up between, <laughs> like, I think Justice League Unlimited, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, Shiara or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they have this weird little, like, love interest thing happening there. And. It's yeah, it's bizarre. Did you guys watch the most recent one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where that's where I left off, and it's like, I yeah, I don't know where they're going with this now. I'm having trouble with it. Yeah. It's such a good concept. The it idea is. it should be so like it should be fun and just wild. And if they're gonna do crazy time traveling mind bendy stuff, do it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they travel time, so it's consistent. It's not like, you know, we're in a time machine, but we're always in 2016, mm. this one location, you know, so that they're doing that. But the relationship stuff is bugging yeah. me. And I know it's there well, because it's CW. That's that's where I, I actually in this most recent episode is the first time that I that I thought this to myself. And I think they've got their own showrunner and their own team. But this is the first time that I thought, oh, so they probably pulled writers from Arrow and not the flash Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. that's a perfect <laughs> because I was like it was the first time where i was like this is much more like arrow and much less like the flash so a perfect example of like it just fe- there that okay the relationship stuff it's an interesting dynamic it's just not handled very well and yeah. like not this most recent episode but the episode before 
where uh whoever that lady time traveler is that race oh, is that, is that yeah, sexist yeah. the pil- pilgrim was it the pilgrim the pilgrim yeah. she had kidnapped okay. everybody's family even though most of them we couldn't see because they didn't actually have the actors there which is yeah obvious here's what bugged me ray palmer has his dead fiance in mm-hmm. his room like it's a woman who like died he was in love with her she died kind of pushed him towards the whole superhero thing she's back there she's there just for a moment that should be amazing like oh yeah you should yeah, be that able should to be jump like mind-bending craziness in your mm-hmm. in your head yeah yeah that talk about like a potential for some really interesting writing character writing and character development and like drama and especially with drama in light of what's going on with him and ken and kendra instead she's kept off camera far away from the camera because it's not actually the actress off in his room and then yeah ray goes out and they have this forced conversation with kendra about them being engaged and it's like are you kidding me like you're gonna force this crap like sure like that could that could be an issue next episode or something. Yeah. But they're yeah. going to force it right now when they have the potential to have him have a conversation with his dead fiance. Mm-hmm. Right. Holy crap. And like, I was like, All right, this is bad writing, bad mm-hmm. writing. This most recent episode should have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I found by the end of the episode. <laughs> and we're yelling. Oh, I'm it's, predi- a, it's a time traveling spaceship. Use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, and I'm also like, uh, I'm predicting um, it, it should not be this easy to predict, you know, like, like, oh, he's going to get, he, he just had this battle with this lone soldier that is uh, Vandal Savage's guy. And I'm like, with a mask. It's totally, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, it's totally Carter. Yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. guys. Spoilers. It's totally yeah. Carter. Yeah. I guess that too. Yeah. And, and she, she should have yeah. it out. Yeah. This is at she, least the like, third time they had. Had some revelation. We were like, "Oh, I'm I'm totally into it. We're we're gonna make this work." And we're like, "Oh nope." <laughs> yeah. And this is the second time for sure, possibly the third, where they had Vandal Savage either at their in their hands or unconscious. They had a weapon that would kill him, and they had Hot Girl there, and they didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we realize this. You've built your premise around, or built the show around the. This is the premise. But you need to hurry up and come up with something else because this is old and we can it's clear you're just dragging it on unnecessarily. Yeah. I didn't really expect they were gonna have her bash his head in, but that might have made if she actually had much more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that it was because what's his name was there and you and then you had um uh Doctor Who Rory, not he, yeah. he yeah. not hot Rory or Fire Rory, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You had the Time Master, you had Rip there saying like you know, basically, if if you're going to try to save him, you're dooming my family. Like, you, if you don't do this, my family is going to be killed. And she still didn't do it. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Makes it. It makes her look bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. hero. No. She would have sacrificed something. What she wanted for to save somebody else. All right. I guess I'm confused by how this all works now, too. Because it's like, what? So she's got to be the one that kills him? Or is it just... It has stuff to be stuff that happens like it just has to be a weapon that was available during the meteorite. At some strike. point in time they specified that it had to be either her or Carter and it had to oh. be with an item that was there when they were killed. Well, I think that's crap because I still say they should just kick him out of an airlock and I bet he's not going to reincarnate from that. Well, and we might reincarnate, but at least he wouldn't be there to take over the world. Yeah. Well, 
But when they reincarnated him before, they had to have his ashes or something, right? If he's oh yeah, that was space... some with Merlin. Oh, but Merlin yeah. did some weird thing that brought him back so that they could have this TV show. <laughs> Talk about weird inconsistent. Oh, it's characters. John Barrowman's fault. John Barrowman, you. It's because he's a fixed point in time. He yeah. messes time up all the time. That's true. <laughs> um, well, and so they've got him in the in the ship. Rip's still worried about him killing his family. You're in a ship that can travel through space and time. Take him away from there. Move, move Go him. to the future yeah. so that he's just not in that time frame. Exactly. Your wife and kid are fine. Yeah, three days, he said. Jump a week ahead, bam, your family's alive. At least for the time being. Figure something out. It, it's, it's bothersome because it's they had a giant robot fight. Well, a robot and yeah. a giant Ray Palmer. Uh, you know, my thought was like, that robot's really good at fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's better than Ray. It is. It's <laughs> like, better than Ray. That's some, that's some really good AI. Like The guy, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The one half, the younger half of Firestorm. Oh, Jefferson. Thank Jefferson. God he said it. He had to remind Ray, hey, dude, you got like laser rockets. You got lasers. Yeah, because yeah. that was another How thing. How about you use them? And he's like, they're compressed light. But then he's like, oh, yeah, here. And he shoots at him once. And it came down to like some cheese, super cheesy story. Like, you have Ray, get up. You have to want to live. You have to fight for it. And he's like, oh, okay. And he gets up and punches the robot's head off. And I was like, yes, yes. This is yeah. a giant robot fight where you obviously, it's not the best CG. Maybe keep the camera away from Ray Palmer's face. But they right. put a little money into the CG. This should have been epic. Should have been I shouldn't amazing. Have so many, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have so many problems with this. No. This should have just been stupid, dumb, fun. And it was like frustrating. It's bad writing. And it really is bugging yeah. the crap out of me. But like you had mentioned also, if they're going to spend the money on CG, why not have him in front of a green background and CG everything around him? Yeah, like, okay, if they're just going to have, if they want to CG him for for a lot of shots where it's him, the robot's in view, you can see all the trees, that's fine. Because you don't necessarily want the, like, Godzilla in a, a suit around miniatures look. But for the, the close-ups, because they did several close-ups on Ray Palmer's face... Use actual Ray Palmer. You don't have to CG the close-up of his face because yeah. it looks awful. Horrible. And there's not enough going on in the background to, like, worry about it not matching. You can composite a close-up of his face on the background or something. It would have worked fine. Mm -hmm. It would have looked His better. face looked bad. Yeah. Everything else looked fine because they can CG mechanical things and inorganic things fairly easily. Even the trees right. and the ground looked fine. But his face, and they insisted on going to close-up at least five times, looked bad. Yeah, there were some, like, even the, the action of, like, him sweeping his leg back around. That Like, some of that stuff looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, when he, he hits the ground, but he sweeps his leg back around so he can pop right back up into the fight. Yeah. I was like, and, and I even thought as a, as a martial artist, I was like, oh, yeah, I can, see, I can see someone doing that. That's physically possible. It's an interesting move to put in this fight and a great angle to to shoot it from. Yeah, it's just the CG really wasn't bad if 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 it wasn't that little detail of like they of you know showing his face so explicitly, it like yeah. instantly makes the whole CG scene look bad because you're like, Oh, that's some bad CG. But up to that point you're like, Oh, this is all right, man. A TV show with giant robot and stuff fighting giant dude. In a robot suit. In a robot suit. But yeah. uh which, grabbing the spaceship and yeah i was i'm gonna keep watching but at the end of the episode i was like i'm I, which is really disappointing 
I'm like, I'm about done with the show. I mean, it's well, and it, it feels like this should have been like the last episode because they have him. Yeah, they have Vandal Savage, and it's like I'm really having a hard time with like I, I don't care what the moral conundrum is here. Uh-uh. You have the bad guy that you're supposed to kill. Yeah, it's, and, and Carter would want it that way. Your boyfriend like, hasn't, or the world. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Not and your just, boyfriend would say, "Kill him." Yeah. Your boyfriend would say that. He's been saying it for thousands of years. Yeah. Kendra is a wishy-washy character, so that's problematic. Yeah, she and she, and she, fall- she should be like the toughest character. Too. She really should. She falls in love with everybody all the time too. I don't she like that. falls in love with everyone. I mean, like the cartoon Hawk Girl is by far she could she could whoop this one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like she would whoop her. Mm-hmm. I want to see that fight. Cartoon and, cartoon Hawk Girl versus live action Hawk Girl. I know who my money's on. And it's just so obvious that they're they're stretching the pre- they're stretching this Vandal Savage thing to way beyond what they need to because it's their whole show is based around that premise, mm-hmm. and it's like. They can't just get rid of him because then what's the show going to be about? Mm-hmm. But they're like, they've had him. Yeah. There's at least three times where they well, could have just ended him and it was over. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't like run into him so freaking often. Maybe they should be doing small, subtle things to try and change the future instead of you know constantly attacking him. Then if that's how, if they don't know what to do with it, yeah, it'd be okay if they got tied into events in different time periods that they landed in. Uh, for more than an episode or something mm-hmm. like you don't want to get bogged down, but yeah, they do. They put, if they're not ready to end the storyline with Randall's Vandal, <laughs> Randall Savage, <laughs> yeah, I do that yes. all the time with Vandal Savage, then they need to stop like putting him, putting them right there. Mm-hmm. So I think, often. I think the best stuff that has come <laughs> out of this season so far have been the weird one-offs where it doesn't even have anything to do with stopping him so much as like the Jonah Hex episode was really kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And all they were doing there was trying to hide from the pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that had nothing really to do with Vandal Savage other than the time masters are trying to track him down. And then they do that whole time crash thing where they accidentally end up in this future of, uh, of Star City. And we get to see what happened to the Arrow and we get to see old man uh, Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. And all of that was way more interesting than kind of the central plot of the whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... It's weak if you if you have to like find some the premise of your show is problematic if you have to find some flimsy way to bring back the villain from another series in order to have the premise for your show. Yeah. They yeah. had killed Vandal Savage and the way they brought him back was flimsy and weak, but they did it so that for this show. I they need to figure out what they plan on doing after Vandal Savage and then get to that. No, no yeah. kidding cuz I'm get, I'm so tired of it. Excuse me. Well, even even if they're going to bring back Ben, I mean, like, there's no reason he can't be reincarnated if they just flub this thing. Mm-hmm. If they pull an Ashley Williams and uh, accidentally say the words wrong, and uh, <laughs> and and Vandal Savage comes back, fine, but get there. Yeah, that's a good point. Get there. Don't just not do it. Don't yeah. just have right. him and then not do it because that is frustrating. Oh, and that's going to make it even more frustrating if that's what happens, where it's like, well, we think we beat him. Oh, but we didn't beat him just quite perfectly right, so he he's gonna reincarnate, and something worse is gonna happen. You know what I'd be okay with? Hmm. Because she's annoyed me enough 
through this season, this first season. They should just kill all three of them off. Kendra, and, and then they're Savage, done, and, and then it's gone. Carter, yeah. Kendra, yeah. I'd be okay with that. And then, look, they have a new chick. They can take his daughter. <coughs> she can be their new, uh, strong girl. <laughs> <clears throat> I also don't buy Rory as Kronos. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. It's a very comic book twist to take, like story wise, and kind of cool. Doesn't work. Yeah. Well, because they snapped him back into being Heatwave so effortlessly. Effortlessly. Like he's yeah. the same character. He's not different at all. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go through a million lives and whatever. Well, well, like for a second, he seemed like much more competent and he actually knows what's going on. But like that lasted all of an episode. And it, now he's mm-hmm. basically back to who he was. Which makes it like you just don't buy it. It's unearned. Like it's a big concept that they just did not earn at all. And they didn't even really work for. Right. Well, I mean, he still he doesn't seem real uh, extremely intelligent, but he does seem a little more so, I would say, than before. At least in the one where they uh, with the pilgrim, he he seemed to be very insightful. He's a little less meathead, but he's still but he still seems his attitude's still the same. Yeah. And if he'd have gone through all that, I would assume he'd be different. But his attitude was bad. I did like. I must say though, I don't remember which episode it was where they were gathering up. The younger versions of themselves. Yeah, that was the Pilgrim one. The Pilgrim one. I did like that Rip Hunter would go back and visit his, like, what is she, like, a foster mom while Rip Hunter as the child is still living there running around. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, That's good, like, weird little time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. And they made the younger him awesome. And looked so much like him. Uh-huh. It was great. So that episode was all right. When yeah. I, I really liked that, and that was kind of the premise uh, for why they are going so straightforward into uh this whole like we've got to go take out vandal savage now and they kind of nod to that and then they they just kind of don't even mention it in this most recent episode it's like why are we going after it we have to we're running out of time we're running out of time everybody forgot why you know you know like you've had a hundred things happening so why uh, why is this so expedient oh yeah that's right because we've locked our longer our younger selves off in a foster home and if we don't do it then nobody's future is intact yep are they all at the foster home oh yeah i don't think they're yeah, back just, yet yeah he just left them there because they're supposedly safer there but now you know like that that was the whole thing with martin stein like his wife doesn't know who he is yeah because it was times becoming solid again oh. with them out of it <clears throat> right right and they, I had forgot about that because they didn't even mention it. That is exactly, uh-huh. exactly, yeah. At the end, they're even like, "Oh, we have some time now." It's like, no, you kind of don't. You still have the same amount of time for you know, even though time is your time traveler, but still, yeah. Some of the most interesting stuff they just for conveniently forget. Mm-hmm. So it could be awesome, but they're letting it suck. So shifting gears a little bit, the Flash. I want to talk yeah. about a little bit this season. I don't think this season so far has been as strong as the first season, Mm -mm. but there's some cool stuff. I think Mm -hmm. yeah, something I noticed in a recent episode is an episode, maybe two episodes ago, but it was before Barry lost his power Mm because he doesn't have his flash power, which is all that's still kind of problematic. But anyway, yeah, he was running, trying to get super fast and they figured out how to like do that. They may give it, made him that device so we could tap into the, whatever tachyon something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you notice while he was testing it out and running, he disappeared, reappeared. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like he, and he's like, I'm back. 
Exactly. How long was I gone? Yeah. He said, I'm back. Yeah. How long was, was I gone? And they're yeah, like, that was that the was, fastest ever. That was totally the Supergirl nod. Because that's oh. he was wearing the, he was wearing that stupid device when he shows up in that other dimension, but they don't mention it beyond that. Oh, like, yeah, no, that that was why he disappears. Yeah, bummer. Okay, well, I mean, that's cool. They tied it in a little bit, I guess. And I hadn't we, obviously we haven't watched the Supergirl crossover. That bums me out a little bit because I was like, are they playing some type of long game? Did he like time travel and then ten episodes later he's going to appear from the past, like? Darn it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, has the Kevin Smith episode happened yet? I'm, I'm wondering. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Because Jay Muse is going to be in it. And uh, oh, that's I haven't right. seen him yet. So, okay. In fact, from what I understand, I was listening. I don't remember which podcast of Ke- Kevin Smith's numerous shows. Jay Muse is in it twice as like a Jay Muse obvious character, but he's also in it again as like a masked, masked, dressed up character. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure when that one's supposed to air. Or it's, I think it's like near the end of the season, and so I'm trying. That's why I'm trying to figure out. It's got to be. It's got to be coming up. I guess I don't know what number episode we're on, but it feels like we're we've got to be heading towards the final climactic shift soon. Was that a golf? No, no, I turned. Shift, shift, <laughs> shift. Yeah, he said shift. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so yeah the flash this season i've been enjoying it's like i said i don't i don't think it's as strong they've had a few of those moments where it's like oh like this could have been handled so much better or why are we wasting time doing this but mm-hmm. for the most part it's still in my mind in my opinion leaps and bounds over the other two cw superhero yeah. shows going yeah yeah so. and i i get i'm bummed about the J thing like he's not even a real character he's like a fake name for Zolomon. Oh yeah, so that's not even an existing comic book character, huh? Yeah. That's how they're dealing with him being bad. So who do you think's in the other cell? I, I I'm know. trying to look at the skin because I initially I was like, well, it's the real Jay Garrick in there. That makes the most sense. Right. But if there's not a Jay Garrick on Earth 1, then maybe they're just not going to have a Jay Garrick. Well, though, somebody would have had to I don't know. Well, they kind of, they kind of answered that by saying that uh, Jay Garrick never existed, uh-huh. and it was always Hunter Zolomon that this serial killer just was the Flash. Well, that's kind of that does that's lame, and that doesn't even to give people hope and blah blah blah. That, that's so that stretch. that that's been a bummer. I, I get I the think. being the Flash thing, but is I mean he maybe he's a genius, maybe he is, and knows how to steal not just steal but like create an entire identity from nothing and all that but it's but you're the other person it doesn't make sense why he would do it i i i think i have a alternate uh i, I think i have a theory now that just occurred to me we don't have an earth to ebert thon yet oh that's true that's true and because we know they have to be speedsters right or well they don't have to be speedsters but for the most part uh the people that zoom have has uh kidnapped have been speedsters. Uh-huh. So I wonder if there's an Earth 2 Ebert Thon. Well, I'm sure there, there, there has to be, but it doesn't. But he, he, Ebert Thon's, he, uh, he, whatever his name is, he's from yeah. the future, though, so maybe he right. just doesn't exist there yet. Yeah, but he'd be a good guy. My theory on, if, on are, that. We're still talking <laughs> about the guy in the cell, yeah? Yeah. yeah. If it was yeah. him, he'd be a good guy. My theory, and this is why I mentioned, I was trying to look at his skin, 
My theory is maybe Wally. it's Wally. Yeah. Because they, I, I swear he had, like, I thought it was oh, a white guy in there. Yeah. See, that's the thing I was trying to think, too. And it, it does. It looks like, because I, I had kind of, I'd heard that uh, theory, too. And it seems maybe. Because we know, know Wally, we know Wally in the comics is a speedster. Yeah. And they recently, I don't remember which episode, but they had made mention of, you know, he's like, you know, they mentioned, made mention that they hadn't seen Earth 2 Wally when they oh, come yeah. across him on Earth 2. So I was like, well, is he the guy in the cell then? That makes sense. Mm. But previously, I thought it was a white guy. I thought I'd seen like white hands or something. This last episode where they actually went there and Caitlin dealt with Killer Frost and all this, uh-huh. um, I was looking out for it and I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't see like his neck and his hands. I don't know if they're gloved or what, but I just couldn't tell. No, I yeah. think it was just, or if it was just dark in there. And... Yeah, yeah, dark and the the yeah the lighting was weird. And I'm I'm not sure, but, but he's knocked on the window a bunch in earlier episodes. It might be interesting to look back. And... Yeah, and it's got to be somebody smart enough to have this weird code that only Barry has been able to figure out, like his Morris Morris code thing. Yeah. Initially, the first time they showed him, I thought it was Barry, just at, from another timeline or something. Or you know, sure, yeah. yeah. When that's why I thought it was Jay too, but then they kind of squashed that theory. Well, who knows how many of him he has laying around to kill or whatever? Maybe that's him when he was younger, before he became a serial right. killer. Well, and they have mentioned that uh, Zoom wants to conquer Earths now, so uh-huh. he's kind of said it plural. Who knows what they're going to go that you know go ahead and do now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's no, no. It's clearly a male figure. I was gonna say maybe it's trajectory from Earth Two. Maybe she just has small chesticles. <laughs> Chest chesticles? Is that because it's cold in there? Well, <laughs> there's a killer frost in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. All right, that's been TV talk. <laughs> yes. All these questions. <sighs> Will we get answers? You'll have to tune in next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is. Uh, oh. That was a flash flood. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Flashback. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got that. I like that. That's a good reaction. <laughs> was that was that Sim- Simpsons character? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. That's the show. Right. <laughs> that, that's the show in the future in the future <laughs> in the future no i didn't get con- confused as to whether we we're at the beginning of the episode or not uh this episode's a little rougher because obviously there's more ums and spaces and sp- spices you can you can tell how awkward we really are <laughs> yeah this is the true this is a glimpse into the true Grolix podcast yeah uh it doesn't have the roughly 200 little edits that a normal episode has, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that the other night. I was I was applauding myself for having that many cuts in an episode, and hopefully most of them are seamless. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But to be fair, I think we're all a little tired tonight too. True. Yeah, it was a big big week, big weekend. Yeah. Busy time of the year. So this civil episode- war civil war is coming out too. Is that, wanna- is that this weekend? Uh, yeah, I think it's coming up. Oh, that reminds me. There are other little newses that I'll throw out there. Uh, Flash, the movie Flash director, lost its director recently. Oh, another DC one did too. Didn't uh, Aquaman um, also? Ooh, maybe. I hadn't heard that one. It's possible. Yeah. And I know Zack Snyder's been clashing with 
the studio over uh, Justice League. Oh boy! Basically, it sounds like the studio's flipping out, and their all their directors are and having arguments with all their directors over creative differences, like they say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which the the issue is, I think the studio is right to be alarmed if they were really gonna like follow the Batman v Superman tone through everything. Mm-hmm. But the problem is movie studios, they're going to overreact mm-hmm. and that's going to yeah. create a whole different set of problems. Well, it, it's going to give them the whole Avengers two problem. If they're Ooh, not careful, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, where there's a bunch of stuff in that movie that Joss Whedon never wanted. Mm-hmm. And that makes for a bad movie too. Yeah. And I think part of the problem with Batman v Superman was Zack Snyder. And I was not excited that he was doing justice league, but and Ben Affleck, because he's Ben Affleck, so there's people like me that are like, I don't, I'm not going to go see it. It's got Ben Affleck. You haven't even watched it yet. Yeah, I still haven't, oh, no. Right. Ben right. Affleck's like the best thing in that movie, which, which is insane. Really, there you go. Really yeah, it's crazy, but it's true. By the way, watching like the internet reaction to that movie is mind-boggling. because people- Well, and is, is it kind of over? Or like, it's still in town. And I'm like, are people still paying to go see it? Yeah. Is it still making tons of money? I don't. I don't think it's making tons. I mean, it's I, I, made I a ton of money. Kinda, yeah, I mean, like it made a ton of money when it first came out. But I was thinking Bloody. it's got to have tapered off to almost non-existence at this point, right? It dropped quick from the first weekend to the second weekend. It had like a record-breaking drop in attendance. Yeah, but yeah. it's because you take some of the best characters and then ruin them. Which reminds me, I saw a thing on the internet. I didn't share it though, but I should have. And it was uh. Batman was looking at a newspaper article written by Clark Kent and it had his picture on or no and it had a picture of Superman. He's like, God, he's such a nerd and he drew glasses on him and he's like, Oh, oh it's Clark <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I did see that somewhere. Yeah. I don't think I have seen that. That's pretty good. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got I kick started a whole new conversation about movies, huh? No, that's okay. Yeah, we should end this. <clears throat> Let's end this now. Could you end this? <laughs> Whose side are you on? Um, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Spider-Man's side. That's I, a good one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know Te- particulars really. <laughs> Team Watcher. <laughs> uh, Actually, I think I jump started that movie talk because I was like, oh, and then also DC movies. Yeah. Uh, and I've been reading old X-Men. It's been very enjoyable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Chris Claremont get into stuff. Some old, old X-Men talk sometime, but not not now. Not but, now. Yeah. Yeah, when I get a little further, I'll have a little bit more. I don't think I could do X Men really well unless I'm, maybe I should start from the very beginning. So that oh no, not no, the no, very no. beginning, but no, no. Remember Stanley? <laughs> I have. The, yeah, you remember? Uh, you remember? Uh, I do. Bring on the bad guys. Yeah, I have the place though. Okay. I just started at a recommended beginning. Yeah, Claremont is is considered Giants. Is it John John Byrne and Chris Claremont? Is that the yeah. duo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But just. There's too much. There's too much going on. But then again, you. I was trying to read like at least two different ones, and there's too many people, and there's too much. There's just too much. Oh, that's just X Men. All the things, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's X-Men. why I wanted to go back to a simpler time. And then, it'll and then be I a know little... who they are when I. Move no, ahead. Well, I mean, there's still too many characters, but it'll be a little simpler until they start adding yeah. more books, and that just doesn't. Stop. Until the '90s happen. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. But. I think even the cla- even the like stuff I'm reading, I think eventually they do split that off into two books that Claremont is both is writing both of. 
which is the problem you had with all new X-Men and uncanny X-Men. Mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis was writing both of them and they were both good, but he was writing them both. So you kind of had to read both. And that's where you started running into trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's just built into the X-Men at this point. Yeah. I have difficult. I have, I have issues when I'm reading multiple comics with the same people. I get confused. Multiple issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's never been made. <laughs> this is Randy. I'm gonna make him a Grolix he can't refuse. This is Melanie. Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be a Grolixy night. This is Jesse. No offense, Mr. Miyagi, but I don't think you understand my problem. Miyagi understand Grolix perfect. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Podcast. Maybe it is Usagi. Usagi. Submitted from Japan. Usagi? Usagi. I don't like the way that sounds. Usagi? It should be Usagi. Uh, That's what I thought, too. Oh, no, maybe. Usagi. Yeah, okay. Usagi? G as in go. So, go. Go. Gi. Yeah, that sounds right then. Usagi. Which, okay. And, well, whatever. And, somebody somebody's going to correct us whether we're right or not. We're Americans. <laughs> we're we're, Americans. we're we're famously disrespectful of other languages and pronunciations. No, and and we're right, we're definitely right about okay, so you as in udon uh, let's see rhymes with blue. So u u is right and then sa like soccer. And then G. Oh, it's G. Rhymes with B. G. Usagi. Usagi. Yeah. That's what it's looking like based on this random internet page that I just Google searched, which couldn't possibly be wrong. Nope. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's got to be true, man. <laughs> so, so both ways is wrong. <laughs> Usagi. Usagi. It does have an EE on the end. Usagi, Usagi. Mm. We can say however we want and screw it up. (laughs) I'm going to screw it up. Usagi sounds best to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to throw me off to try and fix it now. Or each, all three of us can latch onto a different pronunciation and then just stick to our (laughs) own. That could be a running gag. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's not even including character names. <laughs> we're gonna we get we're gonna butcher all this. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. We'll only- just start. We'll start. Uh, like, we'll mispronounce Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fail. <And> Dale. <laughs> so Dale, when he gets his leg cut off, it's just really so in vol- really traumatic. In volume seven of the Walking Andrea. Dead. <laughs> uh, what I've known some Andreas, said- and I'm like Andrea. <laughs> <laughs>